So when I took my mom to the awards, Christian Bale was there, and we got a chance to you know say a few words. And my mom was like, I just want you to know, I so much love you in Newsies and Swing Kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in Newsies, right? And, and what was no, his he response? Oh, okay, okay. He's in Newsies, and his response was, those aren't usually the movies that people talk to me about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Joined as always by the voice of Cinema Sins, Jeremy Scott. Well, hey, hey. And for music video sins, Barrett Share. Hey. And we have the rest of the crew, the so called B crew, with us today mm-hmm. because we're here at Sin Week and we're doing a podcast for the masses. And uh, so we have Danae Hughes. Hello. We have Aaron Dicer. Hi, Italy Host. And we have Rios. Jonathan Watkins. Hello. All from the things. Yeah, from all the things. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we, uh, do, we do things. Um, so uh, how do we start off? Do, is anybody pissed off about something? Like really, <laughs> really angry about it? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm as mad as hell. You've never seen me very upset. Like really angry? Just, just you just want. I could pretend to be really angry. Yeah, I mean, you just be mad, man. This, this is the picture. lamest rant to start the rant section just, ever. Because what is it about people putting shopping carts up or something? No, but uh, <clears throat> my my rant for today is restaurant based. Don't take my cup away. Just don't mm. take my cup away. This happens in my favorite Mexican restaurant. Why are you wearing a cup to the hey restaurant? <laughs> um, I need a refill on Coke. They come to the table, pick up my glass, and leave. And then return with the, a, new, a new glass, is or Mexican the same Grant glass. A waiter there? What? Is Mexican Cary Grant a waiter there? <laughs> no. Yes. yes. <laughs> no one's going to know what you're talking I about. I know that's the best thing. The people that um, are at our table. That's so it. this is my thing. Just bring me a new glass. Don't take my glass. So I don't know what's happening with that glass when yeah. you take it away. And if you do multiple people at a table and the waiter takes two glasses away, and one's diet, one's regular, fuck that. How am I going to know you got it right? How am I going to know you got the straws in the right places? I don't want the germs. Don't take my cup away. <laughs> that was like a, like a slam poetry moment. Yeah. 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 Start yeah. the thesis. Yep. In with, don't yeah. take my cup away. After, well, our, uh, after our lunch today, I could have stood somebody there taking Jonathan's cup go. away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Y'all, are you Jonathan, dry yet? I know. I'm still wet. Oh, okay. I'm still very, very wet. Yeah. He had an yeah. entire glass of diet. Was it no, Coke? Just Coke, yeah. Uh, that he literally poured all over. Yeah, we yeah it was good. It was good. We got coked out. Adamant discussion. No, I, we, I don't even know what we're talking about. Got coked there you go. Um, follow that rant. <laughs> and, then, and then Chris just goes, that's what you get for talking with your hands. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that Aaron was like, what did I do to you, Jonathan? Or no, um, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, you guys have all been to Nashville, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. A couple times. A couple times. couple times, okay. I mean, you and I you understand that. Everybody who's not from Nashville should understand that the size of Nashville is the exact same as it was when we had less people here. <laughs> <laughs> and every time more people come in, what is the response? Let's build more of this uh, condo so more people can show up mm-hmm. and everything. But they never do anything about the roads. They yeah. never do anything about the roads at all, man. They need to be bigger. They need to have more space. They need to have better light system. They have to have a lot of, you know, infrastructure yeah. things, yeah. you know. 
this is what I'm tired of in Nashville, man. Mm-hmm. I can't drive around anywhere anymore. <laughs> and I'm happy for the growth. I'm happy for the restaurants it's been bringing. I'm happy for all these new little, you know, things that we don't have before. It's all, all through here. But, man, it's impossible to drive through here anymore. And I know this is just like every other town that grows and they have the, the big traffic problems. We're not L.A., but we're getting close to freaking L.A. at this point because they just won't build anything new for us to go down or they just won't make anything flow a lot better and so there there you go because the mayor (laughs) slept with her security guard yeah exactly we had a transit plan man it was gonna be rad we had like an underground bus station and shit it was gonna be awesome and then our mayor got caught sleeping with somebody in a cemetery in a cemetery (laughs) uh, (laughs) on the clock and then it suddenly became a bad idea to have and then uh, all of her opponents used that to kick her out of office and we dropped the transit plan and my big thing is because I live north of the city, and just for fun, uh, if you want to experience my life, don't do this. Uh, when this is done at about, what do you think? Uh, five I o'clock, would say like Tuesday. 4.30, 5.00. Drive north on 65 and see how long it takes you to go 15 miles because it'll be an hour. And I think everybody in the government of Nashville ought to have to drive that drive every fucking day mm-hmm. until they fix this shit. 24 is the mm-hmm. same. Oh, it's annoying. And I, I've lived here for 20 years. I've, got, I've gotten to see it go from, okay, I can get places yeah. to now I can't. Yeah, and uh, they, they do this thing where I remember uh, I'm in a, I'm on a fair, fairly new house, uh, and the, uh, there was talk about, like, we might need to expand the street. We need to get a traffic light where we're at and all this other stuff. And I'm hearing that they, they declared it not uh, feasible because of a traffic uh, thing that they did three years ago oh, yes. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. before the houses were even built yeah exactly so it's uh it's stuff like that and i know that this isn't movie related and i would like to have a movie rant but i'm ex- i've extinguished all my movie theater rants that i have i don't, i never noticed this until i moved to missouri and i don't know if it's a like a geographical thing or whatever and i'm really curious because the conversations i have people disagree with me on this so i'm curious like if i'm in the minority or the majority here But when you're on a road and you're getting ready to turn right, let's say, onto another road, it's a two-lane road, so traffic going both ways, but there's a decent shoulder on the side. Now, this shoulder has the rumble strip on it. You know, it's an emergency shoulder if you need to pull off. Well, right by our road, people will get into the shoulder like 100 feet back from the turn and then turn from the shoulder. And if you don't do that, they will honk at you and act like you're like slowing their day down mm, or something. And I'm created like, their own law. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's mm. not how driving works. You don't get to invent your own lanes. Like uh-huh. that's not, there's, a, there's an opening in a turning lane. That's where you're supposed to go into <laughs> the turning lane. Right. It's very yeah. simple. So, well, I will yeah. say this: there, there's always two sides to this. Now, how how deep back in traffic uh, do you have to be before you decide? I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and use the available space. When the when the rumble strip ends, that's where I turn. Okay, so, yeah, rumble strip for sure. I wouldn't want to drive across that. So yeah, but so it's I so fun. <laughs> yeah, Danae's one of those that's been keeping you from you know. Yeah. Um, I just the other thing about it is, and I we all notice this in in different ways, but where why are people in such like I, how much time are you saving? By, you know, me turning earlier so that you can get past me or whatever. You know, we, I had somebody, uh, two of my sons are learning to drive right now. And so they're 
taking it slow and figuring it out. So they're going the speed limit. They're not going more than the speed limit. Maybe they're going, you know, about five less than the speed limit. And people get mad if you're not going the speed limit. Hmm. Come up to a left turn to get in the left turn lane, and people will zoom by them and then cut in front of them in the left turn lane. Oh, yeah. oh that's and not cool. Well, I'm just saying it's like where everybody seems to be like, where are they in a hurry to go? I will say this. I, I've, uh, as someone who, <laughs> like, has rants of his own in cars all the time, uh, uh, I always think about uh, it's not really about the getting there faster. It's a more about the comfort that you have when you're driving. So that's why you have people who are like doing all this nonsense where like it doesn't really get them there faster, but their car at least feels like it's going. So they they justify a lot of stupid things in traffic right. based on that and right. everything. Well, I will drive 10 miles out of my way. To get, to get home and actually move the whole time rather than sit and stand still traffic mm-hmm. for like one mile. Mm-hmm. Have I, I told hate you, that. Have I told you the amusement park story? Have I told this story before? Oh, when I used awesome. to go to Cedar Point, which was the amusement park of choice from where I was from, uh, I would, with that theory, want to keep moving in the line. I hated the start and stop. So I'd let a little distance build up between the person in front of me, and I'd just keep walking really slowly. Eventually that distance would you know, build up to a little bit, but that's okay because it's going to stop. I'm going to catch up. Uh, that distance built up enough. There was maybe like four people between me and, and people jumped over the stanchion to get in front of me because they could not stand the fact. Like everybody was ticked at me for doing that. It's just human nature's funny, man. It's it's weird. We don't view other people as human beings. We view other people as video game characters. Yeah. Thanks to Grand Theft Auto, I'm just like yeah, fuck you. I'm, yeah. It's all about me. I got to go. Westworld, man. Mm-hmm. It's all Westworld. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do yeah. you hate me no, now? Like that you, because I am the person that gets in that lane. I no, is it a Missouri thing? I'm, I'm, no, I'm serious. Like everybody, like I feel like I'm in the minority where we're from. <laughs> that this is a thing that most people do. They get in the. But it's the, for my. It's for me, not for other people. Right. Like I would rather be over because there's this one turn near your house, um, and I go there a lot because uh, that's where the studio is. But there's this one turn where it's a pretty like it's a two lane, but it's a highway type thing. So people are like whizzing by, and it's a wide, like shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so I just get over in the shoulder and then just slow down slowly and then turn and people whiz by me. And I prefer that over slowing down and having these huge trucks. Now, I'm driving a clown car, like this tiny little thing. So sure. maybe that's part of it. I mean, the point is like... I didn't I, realize I was making you upset No, no, no. This whole I have time. no problem if you... I'm so sorry. I have it's no, the amount of clowns that are in your car that's <laughs> freaking them out. I have no problem if for your personal convenience you like to break the law. That doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> what... <laughs> my problem is that the people behind me are mad at me for not breaking the law. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm not mad at you for Conform. doing it. Yes. Conform. Conform. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. One of us. One well. of them get pulled over. I mean, I've gotten a ticket for doing that shit, so it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I got a ticket once because I didn't want to sit at a red light, so I pulled into a Wendy's and went around the back and then turned right out of the Wendy's. And oh. Yeah, they'll get you for that. Oh, that's yeah. somebody yeah. looking for something. Yeah, I, no I, kidding. I, I mean... I actually, I was a snotty little teenager, too. I was like 17. I was like, what's the law I broke? I'm allowed to turn into Wendy's. What if I just changed my mind and didn't want a burger anymore? And he still gave me a ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh. Your approach was fantastic yeah. in response. Yeah. So it usually I, works. You probably said, look, asshole. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, pig. <laughs> yep. Asshole. Get your yeah. wheezy dick, wheezy dick <laughs> out of my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, rant me, somebody. I want to talk about bathrooms. Okay, so airport. We, we just went to see The Hunt. Uh, yesterday at uh, the Hollywood 27, where we're going to see our movie tonight. The Helen Hunt? Yeah, the Helen Hunt. It's very, <laughs> it's very erotic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. 
<laughs> anyway, so the Hollywood 27 has per- perfectly fine bathrooms, except for the hand dryer. Okay, so you get you, you do your thing. It's got the motionless or the motion activated sink and all that stuff. You're all cleaned up. You've d- sang happy birthday and stuff like that. And then you go over, and there's this single stream jet engine that's going like, <laughs> doesn't do shit. Don't do shit. <laughs> so I was like, hey, what's the best hand-drying experience outside of paper towels, which probably isn't good for the, the environment and stuff like that. So, so I thought about airplane or uh, airports, right? But those, they've got the Dyson dryers, mm-hmm. the little uh-huh. blade things mm-hmm. that you go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. How is that hygienic? It's, it's not. Because I'm always, I don't have We've talked about this hands. so many times. I'm always bumping other sides of it. Mm. So I walk out with, with, with hands that are wet. And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying to enjoy the Helen Hunt. Your hands are wet. Yeah. The other thing, and I don't know if I'm the only person that this affects or this bothers, but why don't all uh, restaurant bathrooms open from the inside? Because you've washed your hands, you've done your business yep. and everything, and then probably 80% of doors require you to grab the handle and pull back like that. What sense does that make? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I think I s- it's more about the people who could be outside. There's more people that are po- probably outside that could get hit by the door than... I see a lot of people grab a paper towel, though, and open it that way. Or I know, paper. I yeah. know. But yeah. if you don't have paper towel, toilet because paper. it's a toilet paper. You can grab a piece of I'm going to go into the fucking stall <laughs> and unload a bunch of toilet paper to open the goddamn door. Well, you <laughs> fuck out of like here with your toilet you paper. You could do <laughs> one fly. You do what, what, say, what, you do what Leo does in The Aviator. <laughs> Where you just fucking wait. You clean your hands, you stand by the door and wait for somebody to come in, and then you slink out. There you go. How much coverage on your hands do you need to open a door, though? You would only need, like, two plies. Dude, I, like, <laughs> the, things are infecting us and stuff like that. I don't want to get my shit touching mm-hmm. things. When I see a door that opens from the inside, I take a second, and I thank God. <laughs> I say, wow, this is a, a nice moment. And then I lean my shoulder in, and I open that motherfucker. Yep, yep. And or I'm, you can use your toe. Then you're gonna dislocate yeah, yeah. your shoulder. You'd be like, you'd be like, you can be like lethal weapon, like rigs and lethal weapon. Like yeah. you have to bump your shoulder back up. And mm-hmm. I just turned this into a weird. It's thing. exactly like lethal weapon. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a rant? Uh, yeah. If you had a mullet, it would be a lot like lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm growing uh, it out. Right sure. I mean, not horribly like upset by it, but there was an article that this is actually a TV at least. There was an article that the Ringer, who I am losing so much interest in over the last the website. Months, yeah, just the just the stuff that's written on there. I just I don't know. I get some. I just don't agree with a lot of it. That's fine. But there was an article written. It was a review of Amazing Stories. Which shout out to Jeremy Semzer, our good friend. He works on that show, or he did work on that show. And um, they released the first episode on uh, Apple TV a couple weeks ago, or last week. Uh, I watched it. It was okay. Uh, but the person in the article didn't like it, which is fine. But in that review, decided to go on a rant about how. Uh, the only television they should be making is, like, serialized. Like, we shouldn't have, like, procedurals, and we shouldn't have... Basically, what she was initially saying, that anthologies don't work. What? Yeah. Uh, They don't work today. Like, we have no business having anthology shows today. Sure. Yeah, Black Mirror is not... I mean, where does that come from? Fargo or something would technically (laughs) be an anthology. That's your hot take uh, society, right? Yeah. Where where it's... uh, Let's take a... uh, Let's take some indefensible position. And it's, argue it's the weir- for it. it was just the weird. I hate air. And this is yeah. like a, <laughs> and this is a pretty. This is a fairly major publication too. Like that was what was kind of getting. This wasn't just like a, you know we've got you covered dot com mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, 
Love that website. Do you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an actual website? Yeah, they they and they have a lot of wrong takes and like they they uh, they do a lot of clickbait that mm. is bullshit uh but and the ringer's not like that i mean these are supposed to be like you know but i don't, I don't know i just thought that was weird i mean review the show fine but mm. i just didn't understand the idea because i think anything can work and it's not like it's not even one of those arguments where if they're making this they're not making that because there's like eight thousand tv there, shows you can't right make now. that argument at all anymore yeah, they're making no. anything you want that's good can be made at mm-hmm. this point exactly and i mean we're still not even done with streaming we got quibi coming out in a couple of weeks we got warner hbo max yeah the Quibi. quick one, the Quibi. It's like the ten, minute be ten minutes or less. They're like remaking the Fugitive, oh, yeah. and I actually really? think yeah. ten minutes or less episodes is both genius and stupid. Yeah. I can't wait to see what that one does. They got all kinds of money, man. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of backing. I think I responded to you on Twitter you about did. that because I, I actually think the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was a, a day not too long ago when the serialized TV show was The Stranger, right? Like, yeah. it was, you know, when X-Files started doing serialized stuff in the X-Files as opposed to Monster of the Week, you know, that was kind of different and fresh and, and new. Um, there's always been some serialized stuff. Anymore, every th- you have to watch every yeah. episode of a show to and get it, and I'm exhausted. Well, I'm and not, not going to lie. It's why I like re- watching reality television. It's why I like yeah, watching comedy sometimes because it's not so exhausting. I don't have to remember you know, everything about well, it, all the plot lines. And, and not and, every show opens itself up well for serialized television. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, they're going to – HBO or Showtime's doing like a Perry Mason show like that, which, I mean, maybe that'll work, but – that seems like a case of the week kind yeah, of like give that me a seems case like, of the week. Yeah. yeah. So I can just tune in and have a good time that week. So I don't know. I don't understand. I just, like I said, I think you can make whatever work as long as it's good. I don't think it matters what the style of it is. And the idea that we have like many different styles to choose from. I mean, that's awesome because an anthology is great because I can just watch a 30 minute show and not have to go beyond that if I don't want to mm-hmm. or that week or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Danae. What? I didn't do, do it. Do you have something that you're <laughs> mad about? Um, always. Uh-huh. <laughs> right now I'm raging about, um, recipes uh i actually was going to talk about a restaurant experience and then i was going to talk about a bathroom experience but then i just feel like it's repeating itself and as you've been talking i realized that i have this anger inside of me about the specific way websites are built and it's been there for a long time and now i can talk about it in a way that matters so i'm going to do that all right. all right so recipe websites are usually blogs by people who know how to cook <laughs> uh i don't and so i'm learning and so you go to their websites and they will write about everything in their fucking lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. won't no, talk. I like this. I like this rant a lot. They will not talk about the fucking recipe. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, yeah, this, you know, garlic sesame chicken. Hell, yeah. Oh, and it's an Instant Pot. I have one of those. Oh, shit. I have all the ingredients according to, like, the little click thing. And you click on it, and then it's like, of course, it's got all the ads and stuff. But it's like, my mother and I went walking one day, and we're talking <laughs> when, about... When I was a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the okay. Smell of granola scroll, 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 scroll. And, then, the and then they fool you, and there's a picture of what's coming later. There's yeah. a picture of the food as it's completed, and it's delicious looking. You're like, okay, coming up. Here we go. Next paragraph. So then I was in Spain. <laughs> you're like, ah! Okay, so then you keep scrolling, 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 and then suddenly you're like, oh, so now we're breaking it down. But then they start breaking it down about, like, you know, the mise en place start. You know, okay, now you're going to chop up your vegetables, which reminds me of a time that I picked up my child in childcare one day, and I was talking to Lisa. I'm like, oh, my jeez. Yeah, so then, yeah. like, it's you keep going, format. keep going. Yeah, you have to go all the way down to the bottom, and they always have, and this is the, this is the tip. The tip is, is they always have something that's printable, but it's at the very, very bottom. Yeah. And it has everything you need. It's an actual 
fucking recipe. Yep. It's just has the ingredients, has how to put it together, has how long it's supposed to be, and it's like this little card, and you're supposed to be able to print it. Mm -hmm. So you can skip the blog and go to that, but it's getting through all that bullshit first. Yeah. So this, you know, this must be uh, like it's an so SEO type thing, because if you search for like, is there an end credit scene for this movie? You will some the, like the mm -hmm. top thing. Well, often you'll click it and it'll be like, if you're wondering if there's an end credit scene for such and <laughs> okay, such a so movie. Okay, so I was just about to to pivot her rant to this rant. Yeah, yeah. entertainment articles will now. Oh yeah, take one sentence of new information. Yes. and write six paragraphs yeah. about it. Yeah. So like, if somebody yep. new tweets about the Snyder Cut and you click on a Deadline article, yep. it will say. Justice League has been a movie that people have been talking about right. for the yes. last two years ever since it came out. But before the we talk about that. The director was replaced by that. And they give yes. you the whole fucking Wikipedia about the movie. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, and now Ben Affleck tweeted uh, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. yeah. Have a nice That's not an article, but... This is the age we live in, in that they don't get a click if they don't have an article. And if they put the, the, the information in the headline, you will not click. And well, so and they it's not have just the to click, do that. It's the scrolling, too. I think Google uh, yeah. somehow prioritizes yeah. the time you spend mm -hmm. on the article, yeah. the amount that you scroll. Yep. Like that, there's there's benefit to making sure people are there longer. Well, there's more there's more further. ads you can see because the further no, down you go, too. the more ads yeah. you see on the sides or Ugh. in the middle or wherever. But you're definitely right about recipes. Oh, it's so frustrating. When I tried to make that uh, Ramdan from Parasite, um, I had watched several videos and read several articles, mm -hmm. but I couldn't find one that I could just fucking follow the basic recipe. Everybody yeah. was trying to tell me a story. One one on. One of the Gawker blogs like opened up with a story about working at a hotel and eating some oyster mushrooms after some Arab guy checked out of his room. <laughs> only, <laughs> only so that eight paragraphs later they could say, "I put some oyster mushrooms in my ramda." Right. I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tell me the ingredients. God, it's such a good rant. Hey, thank you. Thanks. We saved the best for last, I think. <clears throat> we uh, saved the whole podcast with that rant yeah, right there. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go on to our recommends and warns now, and uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that you guys have seen over the past few weeks uh, that you would love to know, not Danae. No, I, of course not. No, no, I have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. ready. I prepared. Okay, okay. Why don't you start? Go ahead. Give oh, us something. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> cool. Um, so I, it's, it's like you can recommend and warn at the same time, yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's called a record warn. Cool. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So uh, this is going to be a repeat one for BTS listeners, but I want to record warn uh, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Oh. Is that something I can do? Sure. Okay. It's too late. I already did it. Um, yep. <laughs> so, because I think that this is like an area of entertainment that not a lot of people understand, and I think that's what's interesting to me is that I would rather, instead of like having a television show or something just playing in the background, uh, this is my form of entertainment, and it's because nobody knows what's going to happen next. Or like in TV or movies, it's your sport. Somebody has written it. Yeah, yeah, we t yeah. That's exactly what it is. You don't know. Every win, everyone's coming to the table yeah. to play, but nobody knows how it's going to go. But uh, you kind of couple that with this wave of podcasts and YouTube shows, and you couple it with people who are really great storytellers and improv like improvisationalists, um, and you can get some really great storytelling and shenanigans and fun, and it's super entertaining. And um, so there's like two, there's like this way of thinking about D and D, and and the fear I think most people have before like listening to a podcast or whatever is that it's going to be boring and long because people are like rolling dice and adding up stuff and like all that and that is true there <laughs> there are there are parts of it that are just they are horrible but there are some really great podcasts that like 
cut all that out Ooh. and it's a production so you're able to just hear like the fun storytelling and the wild stuff that's happening and skip all the bullshit that you can get when you're playing with your friends so i think one of the ones that does it best is called uh the not another DD podcast it's by the guys uh guys and gals that used to be with college humor um hmm. so they are really really funny super great improv and it's a fun story the premise at the very beginning you know you've got your guy who's telling the story and you've got your people who are interacting one of them's a like a backwoods um elf who wears who's who's like animal companion is a possum and then there's one who's playing a teenager who is trying to get all of his badges like in boy scouts mm. and uh then there's a guy who's never played D before hmm. and so it's a good one to start with because they're cutting a lot of the stuff out you don't have to know what's going on and they're so funny because they're good at, at improv that you end up just cracking up. Um, so it's a good one to start with. So that's why I recommend it, but also a warning in that it could really just not be for everybody because it's D&D &D and there's rules, but you don't have to know all that before you kind of listen or get involved. So. Well, and D&D &D is just, <clears throat> it's just a in-person, on-paper version of a lot of video games that are super popular where the, the goals are essentially the same. You know, you've, you've got certain characteristics and you choose your race or what mm -hmm. have you and you build up and acquire points. And yeah. it's just a more homey, old-school way to play that stuff. And there's a resurgence, I think, because of new, uh, new roles in the game that make it more of a storytelling entertainment part. So it's, it's a little different in that it bleeds over into an entertainment-style genre um, and I also, the reason I recommend uh, NADDPOD, which is where you can find it on Twitter or whatever, is because they're bringing their story to an end. It's not one of those where they're just going to keep playing like forever and ever. They're actually wrapping up their story right now. So you've got these characters that are building to this final thing huh. and they could die. Things could happen. And, you know, you're like emotionally invested just like you would be a TV show. But it's definitely something I think another warning would be the time investment, because if you're really interested in the story, you're listening to, you know. A longer show of course syncast and bts we have a longer show too so it just kind of depends on what you want to do it's not like a four hour long watching every element they cut it down and make it more kind of bite-sized and manageable so that's my record warn nice. not another D, D podcast all right i like it i like it mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna jump off that okay. um because i was gonna recommend onward but i think everybody knows how much i would love onward it's amazing uh, but I, you got me thinking about. I've been into a disc golf lately. Have, do you guys, have you ever played or know anything about <laughs> disc it? golf? Played. Friends are stoners, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, well, not all of them. Just there is one. Just so you know. Uh, no, anyway. So there's this there's this YouTube channel called Jomez Pro, and I think I've seen this. they they are basically the YouTube channel for disc golf. And there's a pro tour, and the pro tour just started last week and was the first tournament. And you talk about how, you know, like, you know, cutting something down. When you watch sports, especially sports like where you don't know the players, it can get really boring, right? Uh -huh. So they actually take each round. They do just like golf. They'll do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday round. And then they will take follow the leader group. And they just cut it down to the shots. And so it's like 20 minutes to get through an entire, you know, 18 cages to see the whole thing. And I find it really fun. And some of these guys are incredible. Like the shots they're making, yeah. the putts they're making are from, you know, 60 feet out, 70 feet out. Um, there's what's the guy's is name? Is there a little elderly lady that is on the side of the no of the path? I have had that happen, though. Uh, I have had uh, uh, people walking along the path at the course where I play throw me my frisbee back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So nice. that'll happen. 
no, but um, there's a and what what got me into it this year is there is a pro who is just killing it, and I forget his name, it's something like McGrath or something like that. But um, he has twice uh, last season shot eighteen under on a course, and it's he's just he's incredible. So it's fun to watch him. It's kind of like you know when Tiger was Tiger or when you know that kind of thing or when Jordan was playing, you know, it's just like, you know, you're watching kind of the best of the best. Uh, so yeah, Joe Mez pro is the name of the, the website. And when there's a pro tournament, they just, they do a great job with the coverage. So it's, it's like uh, high quality coverage. NFL too. red zone where they just, yeah, show, basically yeah. exactly that. And I really found that I enjoy watching it that way. It's kind of really fun. You ever watch competitive dart throwing? Yes. That shit is awesome. Yes. Especially totally. if it's British. My, uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law was a competitive dart thrower for a while. Really? Yeah. I what? was a competitive dart catcher. <laughs> no, but he did. He that explains a lot, Jeremy. I had to retire. I wasn't very good. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, you want me to go? Go for uh, it. I know more than just me can chime in on this. I'm going to recommend a docu-series on HBO right now that just wrapped up called McMillions. Um, this is, if you don't know, about the people who rigged the McDonald's um, <gasps> Monopoly game. Oh, uh, yeah. So that they could dictate who was going to win the prizes. And that was pretty much all I knew. I knew that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon had bought the rights to make a dramatization film. And they're still making that movie, right? Uh, I just read an interview that says they still want to. Okay. But then McMillions came along, and docuseries are really popular now, and maybe mm. they stole some of that thunder. Well, just get Joseph Gordon-Levitt to do the, yep. the movie. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. sure. With Give him an accent. Make sure he has an accent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story goes a lot deeper than that. Um, and you know, the show sort of... It's a very interesting show because they, they are playing around with the information in a way a dramatic show would. Like, the, each episode ends with, like, a wah, kind of whammy drop Especially of information. the first episode, man. Yeah. They dropped that info in the last second of the first episode. Yeah. yeah. But everyone does that because then there's, like, the, the second or third, maybe the fourth episode where they ask that lady, who do you think the, the informant was? Yeah. And she goes, this guy. And yeah. And by the end, you find out who the informant was, and it's maybe not who you expected. But, man, this dude, he worked for the company that provided security for the game, right? And so he would go to the printer where they're printing these tickets and pick them up. They would be in a suitcase that was locked and handcuffed to his wrist. And then a woman who didn't do her job very well, who was supposed to accompany him everywhere to make sure the case was never open. They each had their own combination that they had to put into the case. And he figured out her combination. Anyway, I don't want to ruin the whole show. But basically, he <laughs> finds these people, and he gives them pieces, and they turn into crime lords, man. Like, they start, like, manipulating crime, people. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm going to give you this $100,000 prize, but I want half the winnings. And they're like, well, okay, free $50,000. But then, like, they never get the money. They go to the bank, and he keeps taking all the money. And, well, like, and they don't, they don't realize that they're the ones that are going to end up paying the taxes on it. So basically, all that they're keeping is going towards taxes. And so, yeah. Oh, it's so you've seen this too? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. How many Jen and I, Jen and I watched this every six. Sunday night, like right after it was on. We and it just finished, about, right? Yeah, six episodes just finished. Yeah, yeah it just ended, and it's. Uh, I thought it was pretty riveting. Um, not, not in the way a true doc- documentary would be, because it is so manipulated for episode ups and downs in terms of when when they reveal certain information. Um, but uh, as far as riveting television, I couldn't stop watching it. I actually caught a marathon one Saturday of four of the episodes and then only watched the last two live. But that's a full recommend for me. 
Jeez. All, right. All you guys have seen this, right? I, yeah, I've only seen the first two episodes. I, I haven't I seen the last it. episode, but I've seen most of it, yeah. Mm. I'm sure Danae's watched it twice. You they go to jail! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that really happens. You know what? The, actually, though, the court... Because I haven't watched it The at court all. stuff is interesting. Like, the last episode kind of deals with... Oh, did I just spoil it? No, Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's interesting, like, the whole plea bargaining aspect of things. Like, I just I didn't know Well, the whole doing. idea that a lot of these people didn't know that the tickets had been stolen. They were told right. a lie... Like, my guy, I, my friend is getting a divorce, and if he cashes this ticket, his wife's going to get half the money. So, if you cash it for him and split some of it with us, everybody wins. So, some of these people who were stealing, essentially, didn't have any idea they were stealing until it all caught up with them later. But then they all still got charged with crimes, but they all played out differently. Mail fraud, federal mail fraud. Like yeah, Big yeah. crimes. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it just unravels the more you watch it. And it took them so long to figure out anything was going on, too. That's what... It was like 15 oh yeah, this years. this it went like a, 10 a years, couple yeah. decades, yeah. man. Yeah, this was going on for a long time. But I once knew they that's figured why it I wasn't out, winning. I they knew, knew it. exactly. They they called all the winners back for like a special get together <gasps> and then like whammy them all. It was pretty, yeah. Ooh. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, good stuff. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Some nice. of the dumbest lo- recreations I've ever seen in a documentary. Actually, though. that was the, I almost. Uh, it was almost a record warrant. That's what I was going to say. That makes it a little bit of a record warrant. The dramatizations, the dramatizations like, are horrible. Remember, like, Rescue 911? That's what this is like. Thankfully, they're pretty sparing yeah. in how often they're used. Uh, was but, Rescue 911 Shatner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That was on for a long time. It sure yeah. was. It sure was. Good one. Um, I'm going to warn Rough Night. Oh God! <laughs> I know this is so completely random. I know, but I but <laughs> when I have sucks ass. have you seen it? Yes. When I saw I when I uh, when I had when I buy all these Blu-rays and crap, like eventually, like, if it's a comedy, I'm going to see it. I'm yeah. going to find a way to see it. So one night, nothing to do. I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this rough night a chance. I know it's not going to be good, but I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, yeah, it's uh, what's, it's what's everything as bad as uh, as as everybody was saying yes. it was. I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe how bad it was. Usually, a comedy like you have something you can hold on to, but um, but uh, yeah, you have Scarlett Johansson, Jillian Bell, Alana Glazer. Um, uh, who else is it? Zoe oh, Kravitz. Extremely talented. Zoe people. Kravitz yeah. is in it. Yeah, there's a lot of and it's Scarlett Johansson going on a Bachelorette party uh like at this rented out like ama- amazing house of some sort to me more yes i'll oh, get to that a, okay uh, oh, that's a whole their thing. neighbors are ty burrell from modern family and to me more who are these the swinging couple and, literally swinging yeah and uh just like very bad things uh they hire a stripper and, uh, of course, I mean, I guess not like very bad things. The person that comes, they think is the stripper. Of course, that happens in a lot of movies, too. Yeah. But uh, a person comes that they think is the stripper. And so, like, he's winging it. And you think, okay, maybe he's the stripper or whatever. But then, like, Jillian Bell accidentally shoves him. And he hits his head up against the corner of a table. And he bleeds out. Mm. And, so they have committed a murder, and they do this whole thing where, like, what are we going to do? And I think Scarlett Johansson's a politician. Yeah, yeah. And she's, she can't have this on her record, so there's, like, this whole, you know, let's cover up the body, let's throw the body out into the ocean and all that. And, and so then they, 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 they do that. They take the body and throw it out into the ocean, and then they realize that Ty Burrell and Demi Moore have cameras outside, 
So Zoe Kravitz, their 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 idea for this is Zoe Kravitz has to get into a threesome with yeah. them. So this that sounds much more entertaining than it actually it is. Does. <laughs> it does. We know this sounds amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hold Zoe, on. Zoe Kravitz has to get into a threesome. Of course, she's at first she's like, "No, nah, I can't do that." But then goes right then into, she's into it. Really into it, and uh, and all to get this tape that they have on their security system. And then they find out that the cameras don't work. It's that kind of uh, comedy, yeah. you know. And yeah. the person who wasn't a stripper is actually a robber. This is the dumbest thing ever. He's a robber who's part of another group of robbers who wanted to go. He hid out at this house of all houses yeah. to hide out in. Like, yeah. let's go to a mansion. Now, fuck <laughs> this movie in the ear. Yeah. The, this came out right around Girls Trip, right? Yeah, it did. It's same and, here. And Girls Trip was absolutely... Head and shoulders better than this thing. <laughs> yes. And they both, they both were running previews around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, maybe both of them will be entertaining. Mm-hmm. No, no, this movie can kiss my ass. Yeah, man. The no. uh, rough, rough Night, it, it looked like very bad. The thing about Very Bad Things is that at least they just went for it. Like, yeah. it's, I don't, I never really thought that movie was like super great or anything, but like, it actually, you know, goes the extra mile to be dark. Yeah. And, yes, it does. And and go and it really goes there and everything. And it, that you can appreciate that. This one's this one's trying to be funny with this scenario, and none of it ends up being mm. funny at all. I Dude, like I forgot that uh, very bad things was directed by Peter Berg. Peter Berg. That was his. Who's and the music? Yeah. Right? yeah. The music was from Stuart Copeland from uh, Eurythmics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, uh, I want to watch that movie again. Wasn't yeah. he with the police? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I can't... Uh, I, I thought about holding off on it because we're going to do a mini-pod about this, but I cannot hide my boner for The Hunt anymore. All right. <laughs> uh, if you haven't heard the uh, of The Hunt, it was this... Uh, quote, political uh, comedy, black satire uh, about uh, liberal elites hunting and killing uh, deplorables or, you know, redneck Republicans, that kind of thing. And so it got a lot of negative press at the time. The yeah, studio postponed it for a while. Yeah, there was a, there was a shooting that happened that's or right. something that's right what before it was. But uh, the narrative that everybody sort of heard, I think, was like that – Donald Trump hated it or something, yes. and, 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 and that's not the reason. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. So they were, it was held back for a reason, uh, and so we went to see it uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, and uh, had no clue what to expect. This is Damon Lindelof and Nick Cuse. Nick Cuse, yeah. Uh, I don't know what relation he is to Carlton Cuse. You know, they both did Lost, uh, the TV show, and had really no idea what, was, uh, what this was about besides that basic premise and the fact that Betty Gil- Gilpin, Betty mm-hmm. Gilpin, uh, from Glow, the main person in Glow, that she was in it. Uh, and I went in thinking, all right, we'll just kind of see how this goes. I had so much fun with this movie. This movie's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say great, it's not masterpiece or anything like that. It's just a lot of fun. I had almost as much fun with this movie as we did John Wick 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will never see it coming, all right? There are people in this cast. I didn't even look at who was in the movie. There are people in this cast that you'll know very well, the people that you don't know. And you don't know what's going to happen to any of them. And it's really, really fun. It's super short. It's like 85 minutes, but it'll, it'll just breeze by. It's really, really cool. I highly recommend it. So Nick Cuse is, is uh, Carlton Cuse's son. 
His son. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, and, and that was something I had forgot. I think I had known that somewhere in the recesses of my brain, and then Damon's credit came up at the end, and I was like, oh, it makes sense now why I like this. I like usually love Damon's stuff. So it's just so smart. Yes. And I think you're right. I think uh, I, I was telling somebody this. Um, there is something about watching movies with friends that you don't often get to watch movies with yeah. that makes an even better experience. Sitting next to Chris and you and just laughing together at some of this <laughs> stuff. Because it is a funny movie. Now, it, it is. is a pitch black satire. And it is uh, violent as all get out mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But it is so well paced mm-hmm. and well toned that it all just it just works. Yeah, the end of this movie is extremely satisfying. Uh, it, it works in a, in a way that uh, I didn't expect it to. And if you go in expecting a lot of political subtext, I, either I didn't get it or I ignored it. Well, it's there, but what's beautiful about it is it's a very double-edged satire. It's not playing one side or the – it's just saying, look how ridiculous we all look. You know, like – so it's, it's interesting in that way that it's – the satire is not edged a particular way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's double-edged. That was what the so. review I read said. It said it played seven different sides. Yeah, and I, kinda, and I don't yeah. think it, it – I guess it does have those facets. You can read in whatever you want to read into this movie, but I chose to just kind of, like, skim it top level and enjoy the ride. It gets into not only, like, what liberals argue about with each other, but what conservatives argue about yeah. with each other, and then what the differences are between the two, obviously. But uh, it, it it's funny just looking at how they fight amongst themselves more than they fight with each other yep. and yep. everything. So, oh, my God. There's, there's some – Absolute like Looney Tunes gags in this that had me rolling. Uh, there's even some uh, upgrade style uh, action dice where like the, the camera will fall, follow oh, when cool. they fall down on Nice. Stuff. Yeah, it's really well filmed. Who directed it? Um, I forgot the guy. Sorry. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look. <laughs> wow, that <laughs> never <laughs> happens. <laughs> a collective. Uh, yeah, right? That, right? I don't think I've ever had Craig Zobel. Oh, okay. Or Zobel. Uh, so, yeah. I would totally recommend it. It's it's violent and uh, and it's not it's not for kids. Don't bring your like ten year old to see it or mm-hmm. anything like that. But it's yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. But I'm mm-hmm. sure Bloodshot's going to be way better. So we're yeah. blood spot. <laughs> I think blood that's spot. What, I think that's what he was saying in yeah. the review. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even yeah. though the it's hunt's good. Blood spotting. Blood spotting. Blood spotting. That is what blood it is. Right. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, yeah. blind shot. Me too. Blind. Yeah, blind shotting. Yes. <laughs> So um, I'm going to talk about a TV show uh, that I just started watching. It's been on for about five weeks. It's called Briar Patch. It's mm. on uh, USA. I think that's the only place it's on right now. Like, I don't think you can mm. watch it on Hulu or anything yet. But, um, uh, but it's, uh, it's really cool. It's, a, uh, it's like a Norish uh, mystery, uh, kind of like in a – it kind of feels almost like Elmore Leonard or something, like the way it's set up. And it's based on a, it's based on a novel from the 80s which I had actually read and didn't realize until I started looking into it, uh, by Ross Thomas called Briar Patch. Uh, the difference in the book and the show, though, is in the show the main character is a female, whereas in the book it was a male. But uh, Rosario Dawson, who's awesome, yeah. uh, or is it Rosario? Rosario Dawson, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, who is great as the lead in this. Um, her, she finds out that her sister has been killed in a car bomb, and so she comes to this small town that they grew up in, and uh, is trying to figure out um, who killed her sister. And at the same time, she works on a – she's an investigator for a Senate subcommittee, and the senator just happens to have somebody in the town she, he wants her to de- depose of – or wants her to depose for uh, – <laughs> Depose or depose? Depose. <laughs> depose. That's what you say, right, for yeah, depositions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wants her to try to get him to get on the senator side about this other thing, but then, of course, things – 
merge together and have to do with each other and all that kind of fun stuff. What's really cool about this, I mean, it, it does the Nora stuff. It does the mystery stuff really well. But this show is also very quirky, uh, which is really cool. Like, for instance, in the – at least – I don't know if, how long it goes because I've only seen the first couple episodes. But I know one of the things going on in the town outside of her situation is that all the animals have broken out of the zoo. Yeah. So there's – Sorry, I get real ra- passionate no, about good. that. <laughs> there's just these random scenes. Like, there's this one scene where she's like in the park, like eating a, like a tamale and talking to somebody. And then, in, just in the background, while this conversation's going on, this guy, these two men are trying to get an alligator to go like in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Is it and a comedy or? It's kind of like it's really quirky. Huh. Like it's kind of, like it's, it's very Elmore Leonard esque, right. like out of sight. Oh, that's that kind my of, style. I dig mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really enjoying. I know Aaron said he you you have a little bit of a different opinion, right? Like, are you just kind of gave I give up on it. Uh, yeah. I watched three episodes, which I always prom- if I start a new show, I always promise myself yeah. I'll watch at least three episodes before I give up. And uh, it just wasn't it wasn't hooking me. Yeah. Um, and it may be that I don't connect as deeply to noir stuff like yeah. like you do. Um, the mystery didn't hook me. I just gotcha. wasn't interested in solving the mystery. Um, that makes sense. She's great. Rosario yeah. Dawson is great in it, and uh, and I think there's some really interesting humor to it, like you're talking yeah. about. But. I just wasn't. I wasn't curious about you know what would happen. I hear so. you. No, but yeah, but I'm 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 really enjoying it so far. I've I've seen the first three episodes as well, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, but like I said, I think that's really the only way to watch it currently. But I'm sure it's going to be available streaming. Well, I'm trying somewhere. to remember who the the showrunner is on one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Andy Greenberg. Andy Green, right? Yeah. Andy Greenwald. Andy Greenwald. And then Sam Ismail is that how you say that mm-hmm. from Mister Robot? Yeah, right. Mr. Robot, He's yeah. involved in it too. But I think he brought it to him. Right. He brought it to Andy Sam. Green, Andy Green. Andy uh, Greenwald brought it to Sam Esmail, yeah. Who actually they are they have a connection because Sam loves their podcast and would come on and do yeah. podcasting with them. And so he pitched it to him after one of the podcasts, and so now he's running this show for Sam Esmail's production That's company. Cool. So, yeah. I'll tell you what. This podcast needs more elevator repair in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. It'll stank to it. Uh, Danae, do you have another uh, recommend Warren or anything? No? Nope. Okay. Aaron? Sure, I can talk about uh, the rhythm section. Who watched the the rhythm oh, section? I know it's been out two other people, right? This movie. is the thing. Like, I read it the book. broke a record for lowest money made at the box office on a film with more what than a record two thousand screens or something. Mm-hmm. Who's um, the main person in this? Blake Lively. It's Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. Yeah. I like Blake Lively. I do too. I like The Shallows. I think that's a fun movie. I do so, too. In the, in the shadow. I like bad. I, I said a bad thing. I'm sorry. I said a bad I'm thing. I'm just glad I wasn't the only one that was like holding back. Like, ooh, don't do it. <laughs> Wait, you mean you said a bad, bad thing? I said a bad, bad thing. Um, so, yeah, the rhythm section is just right as there. bad as you would assume. I mean, it is horrible. Uh, it is. What um, is it about? It, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, mean, I tried. I, mean, I tried to watch. A, yeah, the book's weird too. She's. I mean, she's a spy, right? Or it is. It yeah. is. It is trying to be like Jason Bourne ish, where it's like the creation of a super spy. You know, that's a little different than Jason Bourne. But that's part of what makes it so stupid. Is the the way that she becomes a super spy is just complete nonsense. And I don't know if it makes sense in the book, but in the movie, it's like you know she has tragedy in her life. And then she goes in and gets lost in heroin, I think, in drugs, and is a prostitute in the that streets of whatever right. country. That's a that's and the route James Bond took to become a star. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And sounds then it's like legit. overnight, all of a sudden, she's you know, La Femme Nikita or something. I don't know. So Man, it's, that heroin though, it's good stuff. <laughs> that's how I became a gigolo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What? That's how I became a gigolo. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> 
So, uh, so yeah, uh, I it is as bad as everybody says, and I wouldn't, you know, it's it's one of those things where so few people saw it that what I'm afraid is going to happen is a couple months from now when it comes out, you know, next release or whatever, people are like, oh, I wonder if that's any good. And yeah. I just as many times as I can say, will say, no, it's awful. Just stay away. You Jeez. don't need any part of this. <laughs> like, you know, it's, wow. it's really is it that bad, bad if you kind of making me want to see it. Uh, well, no, that's, that was my goal. This is something that, that Jeremy's going to see on like stars. Yeah. yeah. Stars three. What a title for a movie too. the rhythm set. It's about your cardiovascular system is your rhythm section. Or you think like music. And yeah, like the idea that your heart is, you know, like your rhythm section and you have to calm your rhythm section. I thought it was a sequel to Whiplash just from the title. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. It is not. Rhythm section. It is not. (laughs) No, we got you. That was a better joke than Mm -hmm. the reaction. That's a shame, man. Blake Lively. We were running down her credits recently, and she's made really good choices or been in, in really good stuff. Well, and if there's one good thing you're going to say about this movie, she is, she's doing good work. She's always she's, bringing it, man. She's, yeah, and she's bringing it in this awful movie. Ooh. So She Ooh. was great in The Town. She was, uh, she was great in A Simple Favor, which Jerry Oh, she's great in The it. Traveling Pants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, yep. The Traveling well, Pants. Yeah. I mean, even, and even something like Green Lantern, she met her husband. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, okay, Savages, there's that. Savages is okay. You like savages? It's okay. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. like savages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, she's usually not the problem. So yeah, that's a shame. That's a real shame. Ooh, private mm-hmm. lives of Pippalisco. That's a shame. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, I want to warn. All right, Gemini Man. Ah, don't you mean Jiminy? Yeah. Jiminy Man. <laughs> Jiminy Man. Now this podcast will not come out for two Tuesdays, correct? Monday. For two Mondays. Yes. I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for a cheeseburger <laughs> I could have today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can go ahead and say I'm, uh, we're going to sin Gemini Man. The only reason I saw Gemini Man is that I was assigned to write sins for Gemini Man. And boy, was I glad that I got that assignment. <laughs> <laughs> because that was, that's one of those movies that's just... I don't want to offend anybody in here. Does anybody love Gemini Man? Oh, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about offending Frank. Um, <laughs> hey, Danae gave it a good review on the mini pod. Um, I didn't. I was drugged. There you go. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> the biggest problem with this movie is this CGI younger Will Smith. That you know, What I appreciate about Ang Lee is that he d- tries something. He swings for the fences almost every time out. Um, and so here... They made a big deal out of the younger Will Smith that wasn't an actor, it wasn't Will, where they de-aged him like Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel. This was a full CG creation of a character. Mm -hmm. And it shows. It shows in so many scenes, especially the last scene, where he looks more plastic than the guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark whose face is melting. (laughs) Like, he looks so fucking fit. And then the movie just hammers you with everything. Like, in the first 20 minutes, he's like... He, like, says very early, there's a bee near him, and he, like, way overreacts to this bee, and she looks at him like, what? And he's like, oh, I'm deathly allergic to bees. And it's one of those things where I wrote a thing like, well, that'll never come back into play at all. And then, like, ten minutes later, she's like, what are you afraid of besides bees? He says, drowning. And I wrote some really fun sins about it's bees It's taking everything drowning. within me not to just, you know, read your sins right now. Right? I, well, I kind of want to show the video, like, Tonight or tomorrow. There's like no reason we can't. It's done. It's on the channel. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, I make a lot of jokes about the bees and the drowning and the drowning and the bees. <laughs> yep. There's a line of dialogue where, where Clive, mm-hmm. Owen said, Clive Owen can only be in preposterous movies. Yep. Now. 
but he's, he's reached Gerard Butler levels. But he <laughs> says, he says uh, that's like the Hindenburg crashing into the Titanic, <laughs> which is, you know, if you know me at all, that's just fodder for like 10 more jokes as I keep writing the script. <laughs> uh, I just had so much fun. It's pretty rare that I write sins for a movie, and I'm giggling at them. Um, and... Uh, that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> Whether we're able to show it to you this weekend or you have to wait, would it be next week? I think it is next week. Yeah, I think it's Tuesday or Thursday next week. Uh, I did not enjoy this movie. As, as far as an action film, um, 90% of the action scenes are shot at night. Um, one of them's even at night in a cave. Um, and I do go on and on about that in the Sins video as well because... Of course they did that because one of their characters was CGI creation and not a person. <laughs> so you have to hide all the rubber Neo by putting it at night. Man, this mm-hmm. movie pissed me off. Well, we saw it in the frame. High frame rate. The different mm-hmm. frame rates. So I'm, really, I'm really curious what he looks like, just normal. Did he look right in the high frame rate? Uh, in the yeah. dark, he looked Fine. See, this is, this is the thing with the high frame rate. Also, the dark scenes. I yeah. I didn't have trouble seeing what was no, going it, it on. No, it looked like I, it, I, they were really well lit. But yeah. when you yeah, w- when you watch it just in the regular, you how know, was, how would increasing the frame rate increase the you light? You get twice as much light. Twice no. as many frame. That's that's why 3D is so bright in high frame rate. Yeah, yeah it's literally twice as many frames. So that doesn't twice, that doesn't mean there's more light in a single frame. It, it does, and I can't necessarily explain how to. But I know that's I know that's how it's I love been I love explained. that conversation with a friend. You just have to believe me. I'm not right saying now. that there's no way it doesn't appear as a brighter image. Oh, that's what that's all I'm saying. I'm saying factually there can't be more light in a frame, one frame of a high frame right. rate. Right? No, no, no. The, the, the process of the the twice as many frames makes it appear brighter. Because well, we're seeing that same brightness mind. 60 times looks instead bad of 30. In the last scene, though. The last yeah, scene the is last awful no matter how you see it. The last scene is oh, awful. Yeah, the college scene. Oh, my yeah. God. Doesn't he have, like, his arm around a couple girls? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, he does. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's not good at all. What is this about? He's the best assassin ever, and they tricked him into killing someone who was a good guy. Yeah, he wasn't really actually the... So now the government's after him. For a murder that he didn't really do, but the government's evil, and they have a younger <laughs> version of him anyway, and it's just an excuse to get that program rolling out. Ah. Also, yeah. my favorite thing about this whole movie is that they have a whole building <laughs> on the military base. It's like eight stories tall. At the top of it, it says, Gemini Man. And this is like the super secret government top secret program, and <laughs> nobody knows that they're doing it. Who's the bad guy? It's Clive Owen. Clive Owen, that's right, yeah. Well, and young Will Smith, but yeah. he turns good. Yeah, I can't remember Clive Owen. Lots he, of the beats are predictable. Confused. I wouldn't waste your time on this movie. No, I wouldn't spend not, money on this movie. It's not good. But maybe some time. And Frank can tell you how I'm wrong later. That's a real shame, man. What I is, wish Ang Lee, instead of like swinging for the fences technologically, I wish he'd focus more on story. Well, even that know? Billy Lynn's long halftime mark jaunt. <laughs> yes. I, I never get the title right. I think it's just um, Billy Lynn's long halftime. Even it? that was like a submersive technology that yeah, he filmed yeah, yeah. with, and some of the story sometimes get lost, gets lost. When it, even Hulk. I like Hulk more than most, but what's interesting to me about Hulk is the visuals because yeah. the story's kind of lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are Hulk but dogs I mean, in that but movie. But that was... I mean, his early stuff. I mean, Ice Storm's not like that. No, not at all. Or Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. I think Hulk is the first. Oh, Hulk or Crouching Tiger? Yeah, Crouching Tiger was the first. Crouching Tiger is the first time I think he got 
that visual. But that story was still on point. Yeah, exactly. And I'm the only one that likes Life of Pi, right? Oh, I, I like Life of Pi. Oh, uh, you do too? I really like Life of Pi. I haven't seen it since we sent it. There's, there's a tiger I mean, there, in a boat. There are things about yeah. it I really <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, uh, and I like Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> oh, yes. that's, really that's my favorite. He's got more good films than bad, I think. He's a director that I, I'm always interested in his work. It's just that, you know, kind of had a feeling going in that the gimmick was going to overshadow everything else, and it did. Um, yet another comedy that I watched in the past few weeks that I'm going to warn. Yeah, we got we brought the meanness to uh, to Sin <laughs> Week, um, uh, but uh, I'm going to warn the movie that came out last year called Jexy. <laughs> um, I think just as good as her. Too. Just as good as it's her. It's just as good. Are you? Are you did you like Jexy too? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what did you not like? <laughs> Could you tell me what you don't like? <laughs> Uh, Jexy is is playing basically on that her thing where the OS is uh, way more sentient than your normal OS, and uh, the voice here is Rose Byrne instead of Scarlett Johansson, um, and uh, and Adam Devine uh, is the guy who gets this new phone and uh, gets this this uh, this OS that has Rose Byrne as a voice, and uh, immediately just like in her. Uh, this OS is telling him, sort of like giving him way more information and advice than normal, and uh, and uh, but this this one is a little bit meaner. Scarlett Johansson's her was like tr- really trying to help out Joaquin mm. Phoenix. Rose Byrne in this you know in this witty comedy is always like putting Adam Devine down, like calling him a loser, calling him dickless, calling him whatever it is that you know can come to her head at any one time really just wearing him down and then he runs into some girl on the street and uh he really likes her and rose Byrne, i think more as a joke than anything eventually tricks him into calling her or she calls him calls her himself or something like that and um and they actually start like a somewhat dating relationship from that but now rose Byrne is pissed off that she, he's dating this girl, and she becomes even worse about like trying to sabotage him. So the whole movie is this OS trying to sabotage Adam Devine's life, and it's not funny, and it's not good, and yeah, we're warning it. Is Adam Devine one of the most likable guys who keeps making unlikable projects? I yeah, really... I think you might be right. He's in Mike and David Wedding Dates. He yeah. did that diehard knockoff on Netflix that nobody liked that got terrible reviews. Uh, he's in this, but... <laughs> I genuinely like that guy. Yeah, I think he's too. a funny guy. And Workaholics was was his uh, sort of uh, intro, most people's intro to Adam Devine, and he's great in that. Workaholics is really fun. Um, first Pitch Perfect. I was going to say Pitch yeah. Perfect is where I saw him first, and I think he's he's great in that. Yeah. Um, he is very, very good in uh, Righteous Gemstones, which I think is an oh, underseen yeah, that's right. I forgot uh, about Righteous comedy Gemstones. overall. But he's terrific. Maybe the best he's ever been in that. Uh, but yeah, this this looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, and again, this is one of those comedies that I'm like, this could be. I mean, if you know, yep. the right circumstances, this could be good. But if you're going to one note your villain in this, and it's all just you know, it, it, she's just bad to him the entire time. So there's really no humanity to the whole thing. And plus, the other thing that's weird about this movie is like he apparently is the only one that has this kind of operating system. Oh yeah. And everybody can hear. He's not he's not like 
like he's not being he's not crazy or anything. He can everybody else can hear what she says on hmm. the phone, and nobody goes, "Oh, that's weird. That OS is so much more advanced than any other OS that I've ever seen." No one even bothers. Nice. Like it's one of that, it's one of those where nobody acknowledges it. They're just like, oh, yeah, I mean, OS is, you know, it's, it's doing some amazing stuff that you can't do these days. Well, that's the brilliance of her is to make those OS uh, systems uh, ubiquitous, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has them. Everybody interacts with them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Some are friends. Some are platonic. Some are, you know, more romantically involved and that, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but, yeah, this seems like the opposite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hey, so here's an old recommendation. Uh, well, it's a recommend. Fast Five oh, uh, Jesus. is a movie that existed. So I got home uh, last Friday night, and my 12-year-old son was like, I want to watch an action movie. He's really into action movies. And I was like, all right, let's see what's on the free, the free channels. And Fast Five, I want to watch Fast Five. I was like, you haven't seen any of the other Fast and Furious movies. And then I thought, that doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I had actually left off at four. I've seen parts of the, the rest of them and everything, all that, but... Um, uh, Hadn't seen five before. This is Justin Lin that directed it, uh, who's an otherwise good director. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so this is the first one where The Rock is in it uh, and uh, with his, his buttery arms. His arms are so slick, man. It's like you could, you could, you could lick off of them. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> uh, so this movie fucking sucks. It's terrible. Like it starts off in Rio with the, the, the backdrop of the Christ the Redeemer. Sorry. Uh, Christ the Redeemer thing. <laughs> And, uh, and, and I was just, I was like, I'm getting dumber watching this movie. I hate this movie. I hate it so much. And then about halfway through, I started liking it. I started really like kind of getting into it and the heisty aspects of it and like how stupid it was. And then the rock has a goatee and shit. And like, the, yeah. And, uh, like it started and, and, and the, the kid was having a lot of fun. The action was ridiculous there. Oh yeah. They jump out a skyscraper. This is the one where they jump out of the skyscraper. Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I, I, I get them all confused. They jump out yeah. of a, no, that's no, I think it's Furious Seven. Yeah, Seven's the one seven where they jump they out of the drive skyscraper. The car through the skyscraper. Five is I the just ba- seen this movie like three days ago. Well, I guess it was five days ago. Anyway, uh, it's beside the point. Uh, yeah, this movie, right around halfway, if you decide to give yourself to it, uh, <laughs> to to. Just yes. let it let it yes. penetrate you, and we all yes. have. We yes. all have. Eventually, <laughs> you'll you'll uh, you'll enjoy it. Um, I've never liked the Fast and Furious movies. Um, this is maybe the only one that I kind of dig. The first one was just too up its own ass with the whole quarter mile at a time and all that stuff. Uh, Tokyo Drift, I thought, was a fucking mess. And then starting at 6 through, what are we on, 12? Yeah. Whatever's mm-hmm. coming up. Nine. Uh, they've started getting to where they're superheroes. And this is the crux of that. And I think it's probably the best distillation, which is funny, it's like two and a half hour movie, uh, of, of all of that ethos kind of coming together. And I liked it. I hate them all. <laughs> Yeah. I hate them also, all. Also, reminder that uh, this this weekend is doubling as job performance review. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Then I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm not going to say what I was I about to say. The remember about that one, though, is that Vin Diesel enunciates Brazil to the point where he's like, Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you like this movie. I do. Yeah. Uh, this is the Fast and Furious movie that uh, officially locked in 
oh, this is the kind of movie we're going to be. Like, this is where it all locked in. And like you said, halfway through, you started to be along for the ride. Mm -hmm. For me, this was the movie in the series where I was like, oh, I think I'm along for the ride. And since then, I just, I know it's going to be stupid. I know it's going to be ridiculous, but it's also going to be really fun. Like, you know, like you said, if you give yourself to it. it, The the whole final stunt where they're dragging the safe down the the freeway in both of the cars, I was cackling at that shit. I was like, yes, give me more, give me more. I'm such an idiot, but yeah, like, it, it that's was, that's how, that that is the same the same way that I these, felt watching. And these it when movies it came are out. interesting to watch, like opening weekend if you go see one, because there are people. I mean, the the people that are into these movies are fucking into these movies, like, like Marvel movies. Like, man. like this is like this is oh, like they made them a ton of back, money. Yeah. This is like them going back to family. You know, or oh, whatever yeah. you say that. I don't know why I just said it with that accent. Family, <laughs> family, <laughs> family. That's how Vin Diesel sounds. Uh, blood spot. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's just it's it's like it's fascinating to me the fan base. It's, says. You gotta, it's a regular it's, it's fun. Oh sure, yeah. I guess mine's mostly a warn, although it's not like terrible or anything if you choose to watch it. But uh, Netflix recent last weekend or yeah last weekend they released a a movie called Spencer Confidential, Peter Berg. Oh, cool. Uh, his latest movie with, of course, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, God damn it. The birds. <laughs> I said it's mostly a warn. I'm already not. No, I'm not mad. I'm just saying, God, find, find somebody else to work with. The birds but, are back. But this is based mm-hmm. on the Robert B. Parker series of novels, which after he passed away, Ace Atkins writes them now. But the show in the 80s, Spencer for Hire, of course, was, was based on this character. and um, Spencer's Gifts. Yes, yeah, Spencer's from, Gifts, where you can world. buy mm-hmm. fart in a can. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can. That's right. You can. That's correct. You can get farts and dildos. Like yep. Yep. That's yep. the way. Yeah. Don't they sell dildos there? <laughs> so this is um, this is a, they're they're trying to launch a franchise or whatever. Mark Wahlberg is playing Spencer, and uh, um, oh my god, it's Winston Duke is playing a uh, hawk. Mm. Um, and uh, they and the movie itself is. Did you watch this, Aaron? Uh, no, I haven't watched it okay. yet. No, the movie itself is pretty generic. I mean, it, it's not gonna like you're not gonna be like pissed you watched it. I mean, and it's perfect for Netflix because it feels more like a TV movie than something you would release in the theater. It just has a it's like a TV movie with a budget behind it and a, and a big star. I guess he's still a star. I don't even fucking know anymore. He's a bright and shining star. He's mm-hmm. a bright and shining mm-hmm. yep, star. That's right. But uh, but yeah no I mean they're clearly trying to make a new Spencer franchise with this character because there's all, there's like 800 books they can choose from I found it odd though they didn't use a Robert B Parker novel they actually used one of the new ones that the, the Ace Atkins writes I thought that was interesting since there's like he literally wrote he wrote 40 novels before he died there's plenty that they could have chosen they could have just started at the beginning hmm. uh, the first book in the series the Godwolf manuscript is outstanding there's even and there's one in the series it's called Pot Shot it's basically the Magnificent Seven with uh, private eyes. It's really cool. You read a lot. I, I try to. Uh, I re- uh, but, uh, but anyways, yeah. So I was really curious to see this because I like the books a lot. And it was, like I said, it was okay. I will say Wahlberg and Duke were good together. And I think there is possibly something there. I wish it wasn't Wahlberg. But I, I think it's, there's possibly something there. And I wouldn't mind seeing another one. But this one doesn't quite, doesn't quite land. Mm. Mm. Is it supposed to? It's an action comedy? Yeah. And it's kind is of it a, funny? It's, it's a mystery. Uh, Winston Duke is funny. Uh, Mark Wahlberg tries to be funny, uh, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess he, he's oh, a bad but, actor. We were talking about this the, the last yeah, podcast. I think he, he's a bad actor. I, I think he might be. But the first, uh, I swear, I tweeted this when I was watching. In the first 10 minutes, he talks to an animal. 
So I, I retweeted that. Sorry. I mean, I, I couldn't even be making it up. How's your mother doing? <laughs> and he, uh, and he says, he says, bro, like five times. Bro. bro. It's like, bro, hey, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. And it's just like, so my, it's like I Walmart. think he's like playing up on the shit people make fun of him for now. I'll, I'll give him credit. And Post Malone Guaranteed is in this? Get a record deal. Our shit is that Post good. Malone, Post Malone is in this movie. He's in two scenes. Uh, he is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big surprise. Shocking. Uh, and um, yeah, but he is in this. Yes. Hmm. What a filmography for Mark Wahlberg. I'm just looking through it. Like, it goes from award bait to trash comedy. Oh, yeah. to like, it's, Hey, it's how many credits do? does he have? I, I don't know the number. I'm just looking at. Hey, kind bro, of how many credits he got? <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> guess would be about fifty. Something. I love yeah. him. In it. Uh, he is good in some things. Other guys, I think he's other really guys. Like you got Boogie Nights, and you got The Fighter, and you got you know like I mean, Bo- Boogie Nights. He's fine in. I, I but I think that movie works because of just about everybody else. He's trash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, um, you don't like him in Ted, the Ted movies. What? I didn't like Ted. Oh, he's which really, movie? Yeah, he's funny in the Ted he's movies. He's got good right? comedic timing. Yeah. Ted's funny. Yeah. He's got I don't 73 think he's credits. 73. 73? Mm. And of wow. course, his best movie, The Happening. The Happening. Yeah, you know? There is no. that. No! Yeah. <laughs> like, talk about Hollywood just being a broken system the way they did it. Because last year, he was the highest paid. He got paid the most. Like, he got paid like $30 million for that 22 mile movie. And, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. That, uh, yeah, I don't even consider no, him sure, like a like, draw. I'm sure, like, that's just base salary. I mean, I, I'm sure Robert Downey Jr. made more money on Avengers Endgame, but it was probably just all back end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like 45000 was... a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. All right, everybody. It's time to talk about Mubi once again. Mubi! Uh, this is in the middle of the Sin Week one, right? Yes. So it's, that's why it sounds all different. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, uh, I, I, I turned, tuned into Mubi the other day. I saw a movie called Variety. Oh. Ah. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, it's, um, it's about this woman who is a box office, uh, box office cashier mm-hmm. at, uh, at a porn theater. Oh. Oh, boy. Tell you, dude, you, see, you just get, put the word porn in the, in the, in the, <laughs> in the description. I'm going to watch this movie. Yep. <laughs> no, um, she's, uh, she's a box office cashier at the, at a porn theater. And, uh, and, uh, she's this uh single lady well i guess she's dating somebody kind of sort of but she's a single lady in in manhattan who really has like doesn't seem to have any prospects doesn't have any she's uh, obviously she's being um i don't know uh she's having to deal with being a woman in a man's world essentially and everything and uh and uh, this is very telling uh, uh as you watch the movie the director's betty gordon um uh who is obviously making sort of this uh statement it 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 re- kind of reminded me of eyes wide shut a little bit hmm. uh i almost feel like kubrick had to have seen this movie huh. at some point because uh she's wandering around new york and getting into these different things like observing things and experiencing things uh and some of the things are not are not big deals mm-hmm. but I, the movie seems to be saying it is a big deal for a single woman in New York to be walking around uh, like in the dark and like by herself. And, and this is eight, early 80s. This right? is the early 80s when Times Square is like a big, huge porn fest. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's porn theaters and everything like that. In fact, the the, uh, the producers of the show. The Deuce. The Deuce. Mm-hmm. 
producers of the deuce had to have seen this movie too for a little bit of research because all the little places that she she goes into these little shops where they have the porno magazines and the peep shows mm. and everything and she walks into these these typically male uh centers and are and is experiencing this stuff for herself of course she goes in there and she's accosted by the the men who mm. go in there and like what are you doing here and they think that she's you know going to be down dtf because she's in this porno thing and mm. whatever but uh very interesting kind of movie very dreamlike kind of movie mm. that's on movie right now nice and uh and uh and uh you know it it doesn't have a straight narrative but uh it's it is an interesting thing to watch if you look at it under those sort of guidelines that it's a woman trying to make it in new york and everything to see like the things that she has to do uh early will Patton ah. plays her boyfriend or guy she's seeing not really boyfriend uh and uh she keeps uh she keeps like giving him like a, a play but i was about to say blow by blow of the pornos <laughs> that she's watching and everything uh and um and uh he doesn't seem to be into it like mm. it's almost like it's wrong for her to be saying stuff like this uh and uh you have also you have early louis guzman in this movie oh wow who i think this is his first feature really he plays like sort of one of those barker guys it's like come on in here and watch this movie you know, <laughs> you're gonna love it and all that type of thing <laughs> pussy, he, pussy, he, pussy. He's exactly exactly <laughs> so uh yeah that's on there right now it's well worth watching and uh and uh i would recommend that yeah there's also a, a series that they're doing called apocalypse now which is uh strangely timed i don't think they had anything uh uh queued up for them to to do this mm -hmm. uh but uh, it, there are movies about the apocalypse and post-apocalyptic movies and stuff like that uh, one of them is the vintage vincent price last man on earth mm, which yes. was kind of the template for omega man and for uh i am legend yeah Most the i am legend book. richard matheson book right exactly mm -hmm. so uh this is uh Vincent Price uh, acting kind of in the, uh, the the Will Smith role that he'll play later on. Uh, and he's great. This is just classic Vincent Price. Not the super creepy Vincent Price. It's like he's actually kind of exploring a little bit more range mm -hmm. uh and it's you've you've seen the story probably before uh but the way that he characterizes it and the way that he plays it is fantastic. I very much recommend watching mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Uh so yeah, if you go to movie.com slash cinema sins you get 30 days completely free that's free that is awesome that's free that means that means if you were so inclined you could watch 60 movies by the time that free trial is over. and we've all got free time on our hands these days so yes. <laughs> this should be the perfect time to sign up for movie.com slash cinema sins 30 days free uh curated streaming uh service uh, for film lovers there will be movies that you've never even heard of from filmmakers that you've never even heard of but they have been uh obsessed over by movie nerds uh who know uh who know their cinema and we love them uh we could not recommend this enough movie.com slash cinema sins 30 days free uh all right uh barrett do we have some questions that we can answer if we're gonna do uh audience questions we can get the mic out all right i'll tell them. you what let's answer one of these while we're getting that set up all right okay. that work sure. um oh you know what i like this one a lot what movies would you point to where the hero defeats the villain in a very clever way one of my favorites for this person is the disney's animated aladdin where aladdin tricks jafar into wishing to become 
a genie. What do you guys Oh, think? that's what happened. Mm, yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Oh, now I understand. <laughs> I like in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation where they've got Solomon Lane run, chasing after them. And uh, and uh, they go down. They go down what looks like their last gasp down into that little manhole cover thing, whatever. And uh, and he comes in after them. And he falls down. He's ready to go, ready for the attack. But he's in a glass oh, box. Oh, it's such a gorgeous. <laughs> it's like reveal. Saul. Like you could almost expect the dun 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 almost in that when he gets in there. But I love that. Where I love it. Where the heroes seem like they're the ones that are getting chased but it's really the other guy they're luring in and everything and uh, i love that ending what is it he like puts his hand up and you see that it's like a mime almost he and it. he tries to shoot it and oh, it's just yeah, like yeah. dust on the on the glass it doesn't even affect it and at Ethan's all just eyeball fucking him too man he's just staring <laughs> yeah. daggers into him yeah oh that's yeah. such a love good that answer scene. that's a good answer uh i'm gonna go to uh the christian bale robert sean leonard classic swing kids oh, oh my god uh where <laughs> there were <laughs> there was a clever villain thing yes, yes. <laughs> robert was sean, it a nazi yes robert sean leonard was? <laughs> defeats uh, Nazi Germany with a swing dance. Oh. I mean, how much oh. more clever? That is clever. Right? Uh, no one was expecting that. <laughs> That's like, when, it's like Mel Gibson's Revolutionary War ended slavery and the Patriot. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, um, I don't think anyone has ever even referenced this movie in the last, like, Dude, 15, I have such years. a soft spot for swing I love kids. this movie. And I really do. <laughs> I, I tear up every time at the end where he's like, Swing high, oh Peter! Swing high! Are you, are, you like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Are you serious? Are you serious, bro? No, I'm totally serious. 100%. <laughs> if my wife's around, she can back me up on this. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Your wife is hiding in the corner. Yeah, this is, this is legit. She doesn't want it, to be seen with you for me. shame. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Wow. No. It hit me at the right time in my life. Is this on Disney Plus? Like, you know what? I'm not sure Swing Kids is a, is a Disney thing, is it? It's a Disney movie. Newsies is a Disney movie. Oh, I thought Swing Kids was too. Maybe it's not. Um, is this the is this the same movie where you actually got to meet Christian Bale, like in L.A.? Oh and, yeah. And well, this was my mom. So when I took my mom to the awards, Christian Bale was there, and we got a chance to you know say a few words. And my mom was like, "I just want you to know." I so much love you in Newsies and Swing Kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in Newsies, right? And, and what was no, his he response? Oh, okay, okay. He's in Newsies, and his response was, those aren't usually the movies that people talk to me about. <laughs> 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 but thank you. Did he use an American accent or a British I, I don't remember. He, he used a Christian Bale accent. I thought, he, I thought he also said something he like, like I did not like mm-hmm. those. Or oh, he, yeah. No, he's like, those were my, he's, he's like, like I didn't yeah, enjoy those though, at I'm all. not a fan of those movies, but yeah. thank you. He was in Empire of the Sun, too. That's him, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was his debut. He was like 11 th- or something in that movie. Is that the one where they throw the mouse up against the door? Oh, it's so terrible. Empire of the Sun? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't remember. It. I haven't seen Listen, Empire of the Sun in a long time. I haven't either. All I know is that last scene where he's swing dancing to "By Mere Miss Bis Duchesne, uh is so powerful and powerful enough to defeat Hitler. And I don't know that you can get <laughs> my more goodness. Than I regret that, everything. So. That was mm-hmm. a crazy answer right there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went with um, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Yeah. Because they he defeats the bad guy, which I guess is getting out of prison in this really clever way. And yep. I'll, I'll I'll never forget like seeing that part and being like, oh, what does this mean? And then he pulls the poster back. And you're like, yeah. 
Warren Norton got lazy, man. That's what happened. He sure did. Mm -hmm. He did. And what uh, the title of the short story is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, Redemption, which gives away the entire twist that you don't know until. Which I don't. I don't know if the twist is in the story though, right? I don't. don't It's been a while since I. I haven't read it, but I just. Plus, it's not. It's not Rita Hayworth at the end. It's Raquel Welch, right? Oh, that's right. He yeah. starts with Hey, Rita. yeah, Fuzzy Bridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this nice is one. a conspiracy. Um, this is a damn conspiracy. <laughs> I, I picked a very uncomfortable and cheating answer to this question, but I think it, it's, it's good in spirit. Uh, I always love, in Schindler's List, and I'm not making a joke, um, when Schindler basically tricks... Eamon Goth into being nicer to people by telling him there's more power in pardoning than there is in executing. And he's basically doing it to save this girl that works for him that there's weird stuff with. But then there's a whole other scene later on where the old man can't make the, the thing fast enough and he takes him out with the guards and he's about ready to have him assassinated and then he goes, I pardon you. And he leaves. <laughs> and... Schindler saved that guy's life by tricking this guy into thinking par- pardoning was better than I just I always thought that was one of the most mm-hmm. fascinating mind fucks ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So awesome. that was my answer. I don't think that's cheating at all. No, no that's a good answer. My uh, immediate answer to this was the end of Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dormammu, I've come to bargain, and he's got the time loop over and over again. You never see that in a fucking Marvel movie, right? You always see you know same versus same. It's it's Killmonger versus uh, T'Challa. Or uh, or uh, Michael Keaton and Tom Holland. That's not the same. Honestly, <laughs> but you know what I mean. A big action sequence and stuff like that. Certainly not anything like you see at, at the end of Doctor Strange. But my real answer is Eight Mile, where B Rabbit at the end does the only thing oh, that he yeah. could do to win this battle against Papa Doc. That's right. That's I'm, a great I'm doing uh, uh, deep cuts here. So first off, so they're staring each other down. You know, they're doing that whole like pre-fight thing, and then. Instead of even starting with Papa Doc, he turns to the audience and does the, everybody in the 313, throw your motherfucking hands up. And so he gets the crowd immediately on his side. Then he starts not eviscerating Papa Doc. He he gets a few barbs in there, but he eviscerates himself. He does all this stuff. I am white trash. I am from the wrong side of the tracks. My friend friend shoot himself in the leg with his own gun. (laughs) (laughs) And it's perfect because Papa Doc is set up to be, you know, essentially like an actual dangerous villain. Like he's... He's pointing his, his gun at him and everything. And he diffuses this entire situation by getting the crowd on his side, you know, uh, without, without a doubt, without a question. And then saying, you know, tell, tell these people something they don't know about me. Yeah. Fucking mic drop. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Love it. Is, I wow. love that. Am, I, am I still the only one of this crew that's seen Bodied, the, the YouTube? I haven't seen it yet. I need one of you to watch that. I just need somebody to talk to this <laughs> about this movie. I, because as much as you love Eight Mile and as much as you love rap battles and that kind of stuff, like I just somebody needs to watch Bodied. I'll right. be honest, though. I don't Eight Mile. I almost only watched the rap battles. I don't. The rest of that movie is not aged great, in my opinion. No, uh, and maybe it wasn't it, great at the first time. Maybe we just left with such a high. Yeah, kind of felt like everything before I'm, it. I think you're right about that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just—I I mean, it's—I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, but I was like, like Brittany Murphy's not I'm very in good. Home and... in a trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eminem's performance does not hold up over time. Kim Basinger's ass—it's like yeah, slightly yeah. better than Prince's in Purple Rain. Yeah, but I, I think the last thirty minutes are are exactly that exhilarating. Oh my God, yeah. so it's, it's like it Rocky forgives the rest of it. Yeah. 
uh, Mont is uh, I don't even like this. Here's another movie that like I watched an insane amount, especially when I was younger. And I don't even know if this movie's good anymore, but it's got one of my all time favorite uh, scenes, and that's Superman two. Oh um, yeah. Where uh, so for those who haven't seen it, super they're at the Fortress of Solitude. Superman's there. General Zod and his crew, Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman playing Lex Luthor, and uh, Gene Hackman knows or Lex Luthor. Sorry, Lex Luthor knows that. There's like a little, uh, like a crystal room, I guess you would call it. Like a, I don't know, that you can go in and it'll zap all your powers away. Mm-hmm. So they make Superman go in there. And then um, and then the red light goes on and blah, blah, blah. Superman comes out. And he's done this previously in the movie where he's taken his powers away. That's part of the movie. And then mm-hmm. he gets his powers back. And so he comes out and then Zod is like, you know, son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod. He kneels down, reaches up, takes General Zod's hand, and then proceeds to crush it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you find out that he turned the power to where it weakened everybody else mm-hmm. and not him. Right. And uh, I still don't even know how he actually does that. No. But God damn it, as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, and, and, you know, we didn't have 30 Marvel movies. I mean, this is what we had, you yeah. know, especially in 1982 or whatever. Mm-hmm. 19, uh, this movie was just like a godsend to me, and that scene has always just stuck with me. But I, yeah, I don't know how he changes the table, like turns the tables on. Them. No, it's the reverse button. There's a yeah, reverse, there's a reverse yeah. button. There's a switch. Yeah, yeah. and that's also like I mean, it's so dumb too because right prior to that, he all of a sudden has these weird powers. Like he takes the S off of his suit and throws yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that movie really doesn't hold up today. But yeah. uh, it, it's it's amazing that at one time I actually thought is that or the first one better. And now it's not even a contest. Mm-hmm. Unlike Swing Kids, which holds up so it does. well. It does. I want to watch this movie again, man, to see it through your eyes. Dude, I was Thank not. You. Next I would not recommend week. it. I like the dancing. The dancing is very great. fun. How could you be so incredulous that he would like that movie five minutes ago, but now you're like defending it? <laughs> I wasn't it. incredulous about that, that he gets teared up at the end. Uh, <laughs> I, man. I do. Are we ready for uh, questions from Bring the it. audience? Who's first? So I think this probably is for, for mostly Barrett. I don't right. know how it works, but it, that's part of the question, too. So I think I've said on Twitter, too, my fav- one of my f- favorite content pieces that you guys put out is the music from behind. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what the hell that process is like because it's batshit crazy. It is, videos. right? So I just want to know like what the process is like and when are we getting more? Ah. So, well, good question. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Next Tuesday. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Next Tuesday. This was uh, born of a seed. Uh, it was actually a few of the editors here at Made In in the, the, the halls in which you're seated right now um, doing a uh, behind-the-music parody. And... Uh, came up with that idea and we decided the only way we can do this is to make it as, as absurd as possible while still keeping one foot in reality. Uh, so we set up this premise of being like the narrator is, is reputable, like he's, he's reliable. Uh, and then he'll say something completely absurd and you'll be like, what? And then I'll say something else absurd and you'll be like, huh? And then it'll go into full on absurdity. And we honed that idea quite a bit. Uh, and the answer is yes. There will be another season uh, coming up soon, probably after we get done with Sin Week and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I love doing it. I think it was it was so much fun. It's Jeremy awesome. wrote one of my favorite ones, uh, the one about John Mayer, which was uh, <laughs> full of all kinds of absurdities uh, that fit what my vision of it uh, was always about. Oh well, I hope to write one episode in the upcoming season as well. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's a little more production time sensitive in terms of how many pieces need to be in motion. Um, it's at this point easier to turn out a Sins video than it is to turn out a 
music for behind, but uh, we all loved it, and we all decided, let's make this like television. We'll do seasons of this show. So it'll come back annually, twice a year, for batches of episodes. I'm really glad you like it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was Barrett's brainchild. Well, and, and part of the, the things that, that really make it pop are the visuals uh, that are done by our editors here. Ashley, who you've all met back there, uh, worked hard on it, and, uh, and Mitchell, too. Uh, you'd write something, and you'd narrate it, and you'd be like, hey, this is pretty funny. And then you see what they've done with it, and it took, like, an extra layer, like, skyrocket. So I enjoyed watching it as much as you did. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> My favorite part of that is um, always the comments and people saying how long it took him to realize that it wasn't true. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then going back and seeing all of the things that you said that are totally crazy before that and be like, you, eh, okay, you probably. That was an early running thing on yep. BTS. Um, so mine's, I have kind of two. One, did Chris ever answer your question about who directed that movie from last night? Oh, I ended up telling him the answer. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and the second one is mostly for Jeremy because you've seen The Martian, uh, the most of all these people, and because the author is a friend of the show – is there a part in the book you wish was in the movie? Yeah, the 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 wind, the basically the sandstorm at the end when he's driving to the Chaparelli crater in the book, um, they realize at NASA that he's driving into a sandstorm, but he doesn't realize it yet because the sandstorm is so huge; it's only one percent sandy where he's at. But once he does realize it, he does the smartest freaking thing ever. Have you read this book? No, I haven't. He draw. He he goes okay. There's a sandstorm. Am I driving into it? Am I driving out of it? And he ends up basically testing and driving in both directions and figures out where the storm is and where it's, where it's moving so that he can drive around it to get to the crater he needs to go yeah. to. Yeah. And I, I totally get why they cut that out of the movie. Um, I think it would have slowed the movie um, yeah. a lot at that point. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> in the book, that was one of the most clever things he did in the, in the whole story. So. Would you rather have that or have the ending that is in the movie right now, which was not in the book, I don't believe. I like the ending that's in the movie right now. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, you mean where he goes to like, teach class? You, like, I'm just saying, would you trade that? Oh, no, no, because I, I think they are, while they are the same story, they, they both work as they are in different mediums. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you had that sandstorm stuff in there and you tried to explain it, um, you'd, you'd slow the momentum yeah. of the whole film. It's right kind of like Danae with the mist. She mm -hmm. prefers the movie ending. Good right, God. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. The movie ending of The Mist rules. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't if, know. Er, she, if, you know. If you get a few seconds, you may want to listen to, to the her. portion of the behind yeah. the scenes where we explained the end of The Mist to Danae. It's, it's, it was precious. I didn't know. Oh, it's, it's awesome, though. I didn't know. All right. <clears throat> we need another cue. Come on up. You had your finger up. How's it going? Um, so my question is... Is there a song that came out before a movie, not associated to the movie, that since the movie, since a movie has come out featuring it, you can't disassociate the two? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, what is it? The Pixies, Where Is My Mind, mm -hmm. is associated with Fight Club forever now. Um, I can't listen to that song without thinking of buildings getting leveled yeah. and everything. I can't hear Love Me Like You Do without thinking about Fifty Shades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, my God. There's so many to think of. I mean, you think about Layla 
in uh, Goodfellas. Bohemian Rhapsody and Wayne's World. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. 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 yeah, which is weird because it's got a whole movie to itself, but you still I think know. about Yeah, Wayne's but you World. definitely do. <laughs> that scene in Wayne's World is better than the movie, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, this is, this is a cheating answer to the question because the song had been out before, uh, but it's uh, Across the Universe, uh, the Beatles song. Uh, was repurposed by Fiona Apple for Pleasantville. And it's played over the, the closing credits and everything. One of my favorite songs of all time. And it makes me think of that period. That was 97, 98. Um, and it makes me think of, of that movie in particular. And it's just an amazing... It's, it's an amazing song done by her. Uh, and if you ever get a chance to watch the video, it's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, who was dating her at the time, I think. And it's fantastic. It's it's shot in black and oh, white. Uh, last Sin Week, I got five on it. <clears throat> that stop, mm-hmm. song will always oh, be us. That's, now. Yeah, that's a good well, one. That's a really good yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but also, that fucking Crystals ad used it. That was right around the every same. Force event <laughs> they did, the next it, three they did it six months after us, or four months after us, and they clearly stole it. I yeah. st- if I hear that song, I'm immediately thinking of the movie. Absolutely. Well, and also uh, Redbone. Uh, uh, oh, Child, yeah. Child Get Gambino, out. yeah. Yep. For, uh, uh, Steeler's Wheel, um, uh, Stuck in the Middle with You, oh, yep. is another one that uh, will always be Reservoir Dogs. Uh, won't it? You can't listen to that song without thinking of Michael Madsen pouring gasoline on that guy. Yeah, I mean, and Tarantino's the master of this. Like, Son of a Preacher Man, yeah, mm-hmm. I love. But you're always going to associate Mia Wallace Snorting cocaine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walking down. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, Don't Fear the Reaper, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch. That's yeah. a good question. Uh, By Mir Bis Duchesne from Swing Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I cannot. Uh, I agree. King, I agree. King of New York from Newsies. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Andrew sisters, well, right? Seize the Day is the Newsies one. Like, mm-hmm. phew, that song. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That's funny that uh, you mentioned German because uh, anytime I hear the, uh, the song Rammstein, by Rammstein, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. I think of David Lynch's Lost Highway. Yep, fair enough. Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> There's Ram-stein. also a song called du, du Hast is on that soundtrack <laughs> yep. too. Yeah. That was a fun That was a great soundtrack. Yeah. It had uh, Marilyn Manson and Smashing Pumpkins. Nine Inch Nails song. David Bowie. What was uh, the Nine Inch Nails song? It was uh, Perfect Drug. Perfect Drug. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, you remember? Were you going to say no, something? No, no. Do you remember that Sopranos episode where they plant the the bug? In the lamp, in their, you've never seen the Sopranos, have you? Mm-mm. In the basement of their house, and they play this medley of Every Breath You Take and the Peter Gunn yes! theme. Yes! That's that? awesome. Every time I hear Peter Gunn theme or Every Breath You Take, I think of that Sopranos. Yes. Because it's yes. like... Oh, did we say Sweet Caroline, Beautiful Girl? Oh, that's a good, oh, good, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Welcome. So I'm Louise, and according to Shady, I am two koalas in a skin suit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is not actually my question. Um, Someone that wanted to be here but couldn't um, because of anxiety and stuff. Um, Kevin from the Discord wanted to know, what are some TV shows that you follow that people would probably judge you because you would enjoy? His um, example... Um, is Ghost Adventures because he loves it. Uh, oh, I, I, w- I watch Mass Singer, so I mean, I'm sure I can't think of anything Barrett more embarrassing that. than that. Yeah. Oh man, I had a my rant was about to be about the Mass Singer. Do you want to know why it works? You were that was what you were asking, right? Yeah. What, they're what, in a mask. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> and they sing. So, they're in a mask and they sing, but yeah. they're but they're but they're nobody but they're knows not. who they are. Yeah. Nobody but, knows who but, they are. But, but, they but who cares? 
I, no, it's just it's. I don't. It's know. a fun it's, reveal. It's just fun. It's a fun it's, reveal. It's fun to see the reveal, and it's just silly you know, and like goofy. Last season, and it, last it doesn't season. mean anything. It's just you know, it's not for anything. It's just so. Fun. Like for instance, uh, last season spoilers for last season of Masked Singer. Uh, so last season Wayne Brady won, and you didn't know it was Wayne Brady. The How whole do you time. win? You just you get. I mean, they uh, the they audience vote in the audience and the and judges then whoever's the lowest number of votes and, goes home each week, yeah. and they reveal who it is. So, they so you have to be a good singer. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's the some that make it farther, but I think yeah. the final person usually is. So it's just it's kind of fun. And the, and the judges are trying to guess who it is based on clues. And so they're singing these. Uh. I'm trying to remember who was it recently that. Um, like Drew Carey was a recent yeah, one. Lil where Wayne. It was like, that was Drew Carey. You know, like it's just yeah. kind of one of those. Fun Lil Wayne was where... on there, although I did kind of guess him. But I was oh, just Tom kinda... Bergeron was a yeah, fun Tom one Bergeron, too. Yeah. Like, he's saying how the Frank fuck Sinatra? would you pick out Tom Bergeron? They did. Well, that's not the point. I mean, the point is to enjoy. Are they ever this... right? What's that? Are they ever right? They have yeah, clues they are a and couple stuff times. too. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, they get them right. Sarah Palin was one of them. In That's, fact, Doctor uh, Ken got the, the got that seen. Charlotte Hornets basketball player or whatever the Indiana Pacers basketball. Yeah, like yeah. Last Luka Doncic. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And the costumes are pretty else, cool. Like it's yeah. not. It's oh, not like yeah, a, that costumes. Wayne Brady costume. It was like a. It was like a a steampunk fox. Yeah, it was really. It's cool. pretty cool. It had like a monocle. Yeah. Anyway, Barrett, there are so many people on this show. Yeah. Like, you know. But what was the question? Liam Neeson, Hugh Grant. I don't watch as much TV as I used to, like uh, network t- TV, especially. Uh, uh, but there was a period of time, uh, like 15, well, I don't know how many years ago it was, probably 13 years ago. Uh, I got hooked into whatever that current season of Big Brother was. Oh, Big Brother's so good, though. And uh, is it good? It is. Uh, is it considered good? No, 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 no. It's reality trash. The people that like it's, it it's like it. It's a lot of fun to watch. But I, yeah. I got into the one that one season back in 2007 or 2008. And then uh, I got into the Big Brother After Dark that was in the same season. <laughs> tell and me I, you subscribe to the live feeds. Tell me. Tell uh, me. I don't. I, I mean, it, at the time it was on Showtime. Okay. Yeah. Um, they and, did used to do that. And That's so right. That's I right. would I would watch Big Brother and then like late at night. 12 to 3, I would sit there and watch the show time. Like, 12 to 3 in the morning, sit there and watch the Big Brother After Dark. And I'm like, maybe I'll see some nudity. I don't know. And, uh, Did you ever see any? Uh, occasionally. But they, all, the, like, everybody knew where the camera was, right? So, right. like, if they went to take a shower or something, most of the time, it was like this very complicated way of getting a towel over them and then pull the shirt off and then... All that type of stuff, but anyway, um, <laughs> we'll have a conversation. Enough of my disappointment. <laughs> um, uh, no, the uh, it was interesting because you all I, and they only showed three hours, so I'm sure most of the time they weren't they were never going to say anything like about how they were voting or anything like that. In fact, most of the time they're just it's just the cameras are focused on like somebody like jamming out on headphones and and like somebody talking and saying that guy's an asshole or something like that and it what it never really amounted to much but it was voyeurism tv so you know i was all about it uh this one i think will blow people's minds that i watch the show for one specific reason it has a laugh track uh in its last man standing tim allen's sitcom, oh, right uh, total judgment yeah. and i totally get it yeah. what it is for me there's this home improvement nostalgia to it that I don't understand and I can't shake. 
I used to love Home Improvement. I, you know, I thought yeah, it was so funny. It's the same show as Home Improvement. Yeah. It's basically Tim Allen yeah. doing Home Improvement 2.0. And, I, you know, I, every time there's an episode on my DVR, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll kill a half hour with that. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm super into kids shows because I have one. Um, so maybe there would be judgment for that. Do you have a kid show? I thought about it. I actually mm. wanted to do, like, be on a kid show when I was when I was trying to figure out I what I wanted to, to do with my Bozo life. Show. I wanted to play that. Uh, right? The oh, the yeah, fucking yeah, game. Yeah, that's Hell yeah. That, they played it on WGN yeah. every morning. Yeah. Grand prize game, baby. Yeah, yeah man. that's what it was. So yeah. Tumble Leafers or Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, mm, somebody might judge me for that. But the only one that I really get to watch that's maybe, like, a guilty pleasure is the Great British Bake Show or whatever. I love that show. Listen, food programming shows show are a judgment-free zone. Yes, <laughs> I watch diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> Judge me if you want to. This man, this right with spiky hair, <laughs> he does. He he does really good stuff for small businesses. Like he goes to like restaurants and strip malls in like Tucson, Arizona, and he he like props them up. Basically, he gives them love. He mm-hmm. gives them uh, support and uh, and well, access t- to. Uh, to people's eyeballs, and I think that's a good thing. And I like watching people cook. I Tom Bergeron, Tom Bergeron gave me a song a couple weeks ago. Very so, nice. You know. I don't know what it is about that show, but even when I watched it a couple of days ago, I had to stop watching it because I was like, I can't, I can't, because she's the bake didn't come out right, and she, I just can't handle it. It's, it's about that, cooking. It's that's crazy. Meter and Survivor. That is. I literally have to pause the show and like take a breath and take like take a minute because I've, they're so passionate about baking, and then it, when it goes wrong, you like watch. Like, their hearts are breaking, and they still have to put this, like, mess in front of the judges. It's really hard. It's hard to watch sometimes. Anyway, I've only seen a couple of episodes, that, I but I hear that is, like, the prestige of kind of addictive food um, shows. What, right? I, what I don't understand about this show is, like, I get it, I guess, in a way. Maybe they just don't have a lot of options. But they're putting a baking show in a tent. So then, And then there's days where it's stupid hot. In a tent, and then they do things where outdoors? they're supposed to. Yeah, well, I mean, there's yes, it's outdoors. Oh, and then they have that camping show in the kitchen. What is that? Is <laughs> so weird. Like, no wonder your chocolate's not getting together correctly. So it's too weird. hot, and I just get really into it. So mm. anyway, that's <laughs> probably mine. What are you shame? Ah, uh, god know. damn it! <clears throat> um, I don't watch this show all the time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're gonna get something good. I'm not sure any of you know that I have watched this show more than once. Like the question, I think I'm the only one truly answering the question by embarrassing myself with the answer. Right, right. That was the Tim Allen show was embarrassing. Anyways, continue. (laughs) Tim Allen had a hit number one show for eight years. I like a lot of trashy reality TV. There are some that I like to watch because of human interactions, like Naked and Afraid. That's not my confession here. Y'all knew I liked that show. Some of them I watch because it's like a train wreck and I can't, I can't stop watching. I don't even want to, I don't even, can we stop? Are we going to like Mob (laughs) Wives or something like that? Let's go to commercial. It's on Bravo. It's called Vanderpump Rules. There you go. I knew we'd get there. I knew we'd get there. Lisa Vanderpump was one of the original housewives on Mm -hmm. the Housewives show. She owns several restaurants in Beverly Hills. And this show is strictly about following the beautiful, drunk fucking people that wait and bartend at her restaurants. These people have no legitimate reason to be famous. What, like, 
less than Kardashians do. They, they wait tables at a famous lady's restaurant, but they got their own show. And it's just, it's so fucking cyclical, man. They'll all go out and get wasted, having a good time. Somebody will call somebody else fat, and then they'll fight about it for six months. And friends <laughs> will break down the middle, and they won't talk to each other anymore. And every year they bring on more beautiful waiters and waitresses who drink and fuck and fight. And it's just, it's like the real world, only without the confines of one apartment. It really sounds like you've watched more than just a couple episodes. I'm, <laughs> I, just, I'm just saying. I did not say I only watched a couple. Okay. I said I have not watched... All, All of, of them. Okay. And I certainly <laughs> didn't. I didn't see the first four seasons, whatever. Right, I, was, right. I actually really like this show on Bravo called uh, Below Deck. It's a reality show about people who work on a yacht and serve rich people. And it's just kind of fun, a workplace reality show. And then when that season ended, this Vanderpump show came on. And I ended up watching the first one or two. And I just I found myself going, why? Why do you think you're like they think they're Brad Pitt and Jen Aniston? But they're Vanderpump Rules. I'm just, I, I can't, it's train wreck. I can't stop watching. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the, the You're probably going to be all over that, like, that Bush reality show that's been the, the B, B-U-S-C-H reality show that I keep seeing. Uh, I don't know if I've seen this. It's like this. the Bush family, the, the family, the, 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 the beer, beer yeah. magnates or whatever. Yeah, and it's, I and might it's, watch this. And it's like, a, it's like, you know, dude and his wife and his grown-up children, and they all, the, they're always getting into parties and and uh, I don't know about fights, but it looks like there's a lot of partying and partying, sex having. Drinking, yelling. I went to yeah. sex there's actually <laughs> they, a... they do the sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're allowed to fuck on that. Show. Yeah. Uh, who, so, has, who hasn't answered good this? Question. Good Anybody question. not answered? Have this? we all answered this question? I believe so. Yeah. I think so. Okay, right. on to the next one. My question would be, or actually, it starts off as like, a compliment or what have you. But one of my favorite like niche bits about the sins things was actually the um, conversation with myself, mm-hmm. nice. especially the ones where as like. I guess the Jeremy and a cowboy hat that no one really seems to want to acknowledge exists. <laughs> but I guess my question would be if there's a scenario where those might come back one day. Um, yeah, actually, I would love to make those more. Uh, it's a lot like music, uh, music from behind in that it's just more intensive. Okay, so just by way of explaining, I have some for, form of ADHD, whereas I can't focus for more than 15, 20 minutes at a time. And I usually at that point get up go whatever room my, my wife is in and talk to her for three minutes and come back and work. Uh, so writing sins, it's easy to do that 20 minutes at a time. But if I want to make a conversation video, I have to write the script. I can do that in bits and pieces. Then I have to memorize the script so that I know both sides and every beat back and forth. That takes a good couple hours. Then I have to set up the camera, film one side, hope I don't fuck anything up, then go over, change clothes, and film the other side, hoping I don't bump the camera even one millimeter or the whole alignment will be off. And it basically, I end up losing a whole day, day and a half every time I make one of those, which sounds like no big deal or what have you. But, you know, we've got two Sins videos on the main channel every week and two Sins videos on the TV Sins channel. And we've got a podcast record. And i got to narrate. And it's just not easy to find the time. Those have always been my favorite videos to make. And I know that Dicer has always secretly wanted to be in one of them with me. <laughs> so what I would really like to do is do another one um, and just really go full bore. Have, like, me and Dicer on one side and me and Dicer on the other side and maybe another me and Dicer outside the window playing disc golf. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you ever have a, a moment where you did the second part of it and you fucked that up yes. not knowing that you had fucked yes. it up? Yes, there have been three times that I got into editing phase to realize that I, I, all my footage was useless because Ugh. either it, the, it, I bumped the mic just a tiny bit or I bumped the camera just a tiny bit or the timing just isn't working out right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because the way that I do those, I, 
I'm assuming everybody knows, I do one side uh, just for memorization, and I know where the breaks are because I've memorized the whole script. But then I go to the other side, and I put an earbud in of the first take, and I just respond to, I have a hoodie on so the camera can't see the earbud, so I can hear the guy I'm dialoguing with when I'm filming the second side. But the timing doesn't always work out well when I get it into the editor. Mm. But it is not like anything else out there, and uh, I would really love to get back to it. So thank you. Uh, hi. Hi. I'm Jeff, like Aaron just said. We kind of talked uh, last night a little bit about this, Aaron, um, but I recently rewatched Manchester by the Sea because mm. it was in your bracket. And it's a great movie. I love it. But it made me think of, well, uh, to ask you if you could think of a movie that you love or have great admiration for that you would be okay never revisiting again because <laughs> that's one of them for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It always comes down to the movies like that, right? Uh, it's always some sort of uh, emotional hot button type of thing mm-hmm. that's... Uh, uh, that's why movies like 12 Years a Slave are hard to watch over and over. Schindler's List are hard to watch over and over again because of the, just the horrible. And, 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 and I, I don't know. I, Schindler's List is one of those that I think is easy. I don't know why it's easier to watch. I think it's because you don't see so much like horribleness uh, all the time in that, even though there's plenty of it in there. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's always something like that that has some sort of uh, really really triggering issue or whatever <clears throat> that's in there. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's those type of movies all the time. Yeah, I would say Requiem for a Dream is a good one for me um, just because I fully appreciated the art of that movie and, <clears throat> and that he sort of had to give me the visuals he did to make me understand what it's like for a drug addict maybe uh but i don't i was so uncomfortable watching that entire movie uh, i've never gone back to watch yeah, see, it again. i just don't think i liked that movie like i don't even think it's uh i appreciated it but i'm not watching it again yeah I, no, I that's, a fair, like, that's fair <laughs> that's fair mm-hmm. i tell you what man i'm not gonna watch uh contagion anytime soon uh i love that movie uh we were talking about this the other day um steven soderbergh did this mm-hmm. right and it's got it's got a lot of people in it. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it really does. It really does. <laughs> it does. But uh, and it's an excellent movie. But uh, I ain't I ain't going near any of that stuff. Uh, That's so soon. different than me. I literally the other night I I put on Twelve Monkeys and uh, Children of Men, just like all apocalypse movies, just because of everything that was going on. Just to prepare yourself. Just, just to, yeah, just to get in the mindset. Lovely. Uh, my go-to answer is always the, the Passion of the Christ. That's always my my go-to answer. Yeah. I I, re- I really do love that movie. I think it's incredible. Um, but I I don't need to see it again. It was rough. It was really rough. I feel like this is a bit of a cop out because I talked about it last time I was on Sincast. But uh, Dancer in the Dark is is mine. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really really beautiful thing, and I have a, a huge love of Bjork and her sound and her and the music in it is really captivating. But hot damn, no, no, Boy. I can't yeah, go back Lars to that von one. Trier, his entire catalog could go in this, in yeah. this answer. Yeah, for sure. Except uh, for Nymphomaniac Volume One. How many times? Right. How many times? Yeah, that's perfect, right? <laughs> how many times, man. Barrett? Have you watched the Volume One? Uh, more than twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, since I've had a child, uh, you know, stuff uh, like Prisoners would be one that uh, is amazing. But I just no, I, I don't think I could go put myself through that again. And, so, and it's long too. Like it, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's, it's like you're not just spending like an hour and a half. It's like you're spending almost three hours about where this kid gets kidnapped, and it's just it's terrifying. It's like my biggest fear. 
Stuff with so kids. kids that, get that's definitely a me. subcategory of yeah. this question is stuff with kids. Yeah. Is, yeah it's I tough. thought your biggest fear was bees and drowning. <laughs> that too. <laughs> drowning and bees. A, I have a lot of fears. Yeah. Um, you know what else about Gemini Man that I hated? <laughs> <laughs> There's this whole scene where the, the, the evil Will Smith has to find out if she's got a, if the hot girl has a, a bug on her, like that he's been bugged. Mm-hmm. And so he makes her take off all her clothes mm-hmm. and he just looks at her real close. Mm. Okay. I'm just saying it was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, they find a bug in her mouth, so he wouldn't have found it that way anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's like that uh, house uh, episode where Michelle Trachtenberg uh, was in there, and they found the, uh, the uh, tick in her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It wasn't Michelle Trachtenberg, though. It was, uh, oh, God, who was it? <laughs> uh, who was Tick Vagina Girl? Yeah, exactly. Tick Vagina Girl. <laughs> Uh, but no, I know you're talking I about. I don't remember that episode. Okay, maybe oh, it's it not could like it, that. Yeah. But it made me think. <laughs> <laughs> he has to find it. He has to kidnap her what? in an elevator. It was Michelle Trachtenberg. Okay. Yeah. And it turns okay. out there was a there was a there was a there was another episode with a model that had it was almost it wasn't tick in the vagina but it was something like that. <laughs> yes, that's what it was, and it. You're right, yeah. and I can't remember who that that there, she, her, her name is known. I don't know what her, I don't know who, who Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Cindy, okay, yeah, Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, growing up in Missouri and then like in the summertime, uh, wearing shorts, going out, I come back home, and my mom would always be like, "Hey, now I got to check for ticks, and you have to check your vagina." And that was a real fear. It's a real thing. So you saying that just I just immediately started like, I don't know. Uh, hey, Thanks I, for that. Well, that's the thing that. is that. House That's a real concern. It's 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 brown tick flu disease or whatever. Yeah, it is. what is that? The Lyme disease. Lyme disease. Yeah, yeah. He's like, there's a tick in there, but they check her whole body, and there's nothing. It's in her vajayjay. It's mm-hmm. right up in there. I mean, if you're the tick, it makes sense, right? I mean, a monthly feast. Oh, it's just Jesus. Jeez, Lord God, what is wrong? All right, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. And that's you the end of the podcast. We can't <laughs> recover. There's nowhere to go from there. So we'll sorry. refund all of your money. I'm so sorry. Someone make a bloodshot joke, quick. I uh, I think we need one more question. (laughs) If you could pick one to use in your day-to-day, what is a vehicle from a movie that you would use? Batmobile. Oh, sorry. Just to spark your creativity, my pick would be the spaceship from Arrival. All right. The spaceship. Wow, yeah, you just expanded the Oh, yeah, because I was thinking, like, yeah. Uh, immediately, the improbability drive from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy comes to mind when you're mm-hmm. going to go there. That mm-hmm. would just be mind-blowing. So, yeah, I'll just throw that out there. You guys can go. Hmm. You know, that ship from The Martian is pretty fucking rad. Yeah, but you going to go to, to Starbucks in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I always, from, from the time I was a young preteen, I always wanted my own kit from Knight Rider or their motorcycle from Street Hawk, which was this blatant Knight Rider ripoff yeah. with a motorcycle in place of a car. Either one of those would be right up my alley. Yes, sirree, Bob. Ooh, ooh, uh, the, the, the ship from Flight of the Navigator. Why are you all doing <laughs> spaceships? Because it's a possibility. I mean, you can fly then. <laughs> Plus, you know, you know, go to space? I want to punch that kid in the face. I do not know why. <laughs> 
But that kid in Flight of the Navigator, even as a kid, irritated the really? shit out of me. I have no What's idea why. Kid? I don't know. I just want to punch him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's one of those like, where I, I always wanted to go and inside. Come back at me and just like smack him. Uh, as stupid as it is, I want to be in the invisible car from James Bond. Oh. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that everybody can see what pants you have on. That's right, man. Driving by. <laughs> it's completely dumb, but it was in which Pierce Brosnan was that in? That die was, another day. Was die another day. Yeah. There's also one in Megamind, so you could they, have they one all run Megamind. together. Oh. <laughs> oh, you were trying to return. That's right. The favorite of the you see what almost just happened there? Pay it forward. <laughs> you see what almost just happened there? I did. If there had yeah. been a bunch of liquid in there, you mm. just passed it on. Yeah. And then he's gonna get me. Yeah. You started it. Yep. I was very adamant about. Something. But really, Just honestly, re- any Aston Martin from J- James Bond. Well, that, is, yeah, that was is, actually that's what I was thinking. Because I'm not like I'm not a I'm not a vehicle person. Like I'm just not a car guy. Well, and then Aaron took the improbability drive. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Well, the other one I was thinking was the elevator from Willy Wonka would be fun to travel around. In too, mm. so. no, you gonna take that Starbucks? Sure. Yeah. Heck yeah. Exactly. Just push the Starbucks button. I'm just saying I want to go to Starbucks, so I want a car that has wheels. How about those things that they ride around in Dune? How about those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those things. I always, had... always like the speed bikes in uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Speeder. That'd yeah. be fun. That's good. Uh, the dirt bike and the dirt bike kid. <laughs> yeah. The dirt bike yeah. and the what? <laughs> the dirt bike kid. Was that, was Peter, that Peter, Peter Billingsley? Billingsley? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. And I remember at our local, like, one of the Hickory Hollow theaters back then, I think it was the mall theater. Dave, actually, you remember this, right? You could, yeah, we, we filled out a form to try to win a dirt bike, right? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. We did not win. Sadly, what about the BMX? What about the BMX uh, from the Ralph Macchio starring Rad? Oh, yeah. Rad. Huh? Doing some yeah. deep cuts yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, or a vehicle man. that can transform. That would be smart. One that can be all of Like a transformer? Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh Bumblebee. like the car in Fast, uh, yeah. f- the Fate of Fur- Fate and the Furious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you had the DeLorean from Back to the Future, you could... Uh, if, if two, well, at the end of one, you could float and you could fly over the traffic and all that Actually, stuff. Actually, it's in Hobbs and Shaw. They have the transforming car. Oh, okay. They also right. have the ability to talk to each other between cars right. while they're driving. Without any earpieces yeah. no. or microphones. <laughs> Sometimes they're even sort. in front of the other. Your yeah. question has now led to more Fast and Furious. All of, our, <laughs> all, of, all of our brains are Bluetooth. Did you not know? Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. I'll pick the Eagles from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles, there you go. They will always mm-hmm. show up just yeah. when I need them. That's right. But it's not the beginning of the movie. Hot, hot actor she likes. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, to ride. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Yeah. We wow. have time for one more? I don't think of women as hey, vehicles. Hey, after Aaron, I can say just about anything. That's definitely fine. Right. I opened up the gates. All right, one <laughs> more. One oh, more. we're going to do oh, one more. One. Surprise. Go for it. Surprise I think we need one You're right more. there. Go for it. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything from, like, your non-movie lives that completely takes you out of a movie? For example, I um, know way too much about uh, AV systems and technology, I have seen someone pick up a Samsung remote and turn off a Sony TV. Oh, yeah. And after that, that Marvel movie completely died to me. Hmm. So That's a good question. Has any, yeah, does anything like that take you out of a movie? Anything hmm. uh, psychiatric will, will take me out because Hollywood oh, yeah. has such a terrible uh, grasp on uh, psychiatric treatment, stuff like that. We were actually in It Chapter 2, which uh, Chris and I just did recently, of course, like as soon as Henry Bowers goes crazy in the psychiatric facility, all the other 
patients yeah. in there go crazy. Yeah. I worked in a psych hospital for three years or so, and that's not how it happens. It's not if one person starts climbing the windows, not everybody goes, oh, 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 freaking out at the same time. So that that stuff pisses me off. Stuff like the entirety of Split, except for uh, James McAvoy's performance, mm-hmm. like pisses. Anyway, I could go on. I'm for glad a while. I don't have your knowledge because I think there's a lot of movies I would not love anymore, yeah. and I would be very sad. Mm-hmm. There was one in uh, the Love Actually video that struck me as something that really annoys me, and it's uh, DJs and radio stations and stuff. A lot of times, the way they act around the microphone is just completely not like a right, DJ. Yeah. They'll sit back from it. They'll just you know look wherever. Well, and, and, and movies don't know anything. They don't know how to incorporate podcasting because they make podcasts right. and movies are like radio shows right like on tusk for instance mm-hmm. the, the whatever his name is i can't even think justin of long yeah justin long uh yeah that's a good point um yeah. my mom was an ob nurse and so one of the early origins of cinema sins was watching a medical show with my mother and if somebody like anytime anybody gives birth in a tv show or a movie like she would always be like <laughs> That's not how it is. That's fa- but I do remember she praised ER as being one of the more realistic in the ways it presented not only births, but medicine in Which general. Which makes sense. But Crichton was a doctor, yeah. so that makes sense. Uh, just for me, I think maybe um, the rare time a movie goes into a movie theater, um, anytime like, there's a preacher's family on a movie, it usually rings a little hollow to me. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm not really an expert in anything, so... Yeah, yeah like no, most of the things that I know are from movie theater stuff, <laughs> and and uh, and and you bring up movie theaters. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring up something else here in a minute, but uh, the uh, the the one the in Scream Two that the beginning the opening oh, of that Jesus. where there's this big premiere for Stab, and like everybody is acting like it's a fucking rave in yeah. the movie theater <laughs> and everything. We could we literally we could have had like seventy cents just in yeah that open, and we had a lot. Yeah, there, there is no way. I mean, I have never yeah. ever. I mean, even the rowdiest crowd <laughs> has never been that rowdy as, as they are in Scream Two. Uh, the one that took me out immediately, and it was before I even saw it, was Lucy because the oh, yeah. the whole you only use fifteen percent of your brain <laughs> thing, and it was like something that was already widely debunked. But they're making that the premise yeah. of their whole movie yeah. and everything. So uh, that was something that took also me out. you you tend to pick up a lot on uh, New York geography, uh, like blah blah, mm-hmm. like. Oh, yeah. Whether it's John Wick or I'm not even New York, but any city you're familiar with, like we've talked a lot about Ferris Bueller, but specifically because you lived in New York and you, mm-hmm. know, like, you talk about how big Queens is and people just act like Queens well, is like a four block neighborhood. Yeah, coming to America, they're like, they're okay, so if they took a plane, they were likely in Queens yeah. at the time. <laughs> uh, and they're like, then they're like, drop me off in Queens. <laughs> and, and and the guy's yeah. like, and it should take me somewhere basic, and it's like, you know, and and it could be it could be anywhere. You Give know? me a beer on the way. Right, right. And uh, there's always they're always uh, they're always like very close to the Brooklyn Bridge everywhere they are. Doesn't matter if they're in Harlem or not. They're mm-hmm. close to the Brooklyn Bridge because they always want to film yeah. something on there. Yeah, San, Francisco. San Francisco's the same yeah. way. I mean, we, we took the drive across the Golden Gate. You have to do some shit to get to the you Golden sure Gate. You sure do, man. And, 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 like, uh, and, like, and it, it doesn't matter where they are in San Francisco. Suddenly, they're on the Golden Gate. Yep. So. Yep. 
<clears throat> well, it's, I mean, it saves stuff that's filmed here, though, because if you watch that movie, A Thing Called Love, yeah, they, they, have no, that up. they have no fucking clue how to get around Nashville. Like, one of the things they do, you would have to, like, literally drive through the Cumberland River, like, mm. the way they go. I mean, it's just I like that nuts. movie, though. I've seen that movie probably six or seven yeah, times. Same yeah, same here. I mean, it's we, not we, a bad we, we, Classically, and Percy Jackson had that one where, oh, they, yeah. <laughs> where they took the wrong way to uh, Centennial Park, but... Um, I've also heard with nurses, the main thing, though, is that no doctor sets an IV. Oh. And they and you see that all the time, like in shows, and like and a lot of nurses will tell you they wouldn't know how to even if they had to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's another thing, by the way. If you inject something into somebody's neck, they don't immediately go to sleep. It takes a little while for that shit to work. Uh, we used to have to every once in a while sedate patients if they were getting uh, self injurious or something like that, and it would take fucking forever for that patient to calm down. You'd you'd, you'd stick them with the thing first of all, not jab it into into their neck. Uh, you put it into their arm, it felt like an hour afterwards. So that always pisses me off when I see somebody, like, immediately, it happened in Dr. Sleep, actually. The, the, the girl comes up and stabs it in the neck, and I was like, ah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, that's annoying. That's you know, nice. another thing I hated about Gemini Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, the, the guy with the huge bee fear and bee aller deathly bee allergy doesn't have an EpiPen with yeah, him at all nope. times. Like, oh, how is that? Yeah. You know, I just not only not only that he's a fucking super spy assassin. Right, he should be ready for anything. Ep Especially bee allergy should be top on yes, the list. Exactly. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Danae, do you have anything about mazes and monsters? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I, mine is more like I'm just notice more and more how uh, women are portrayed, and I don't mean to sound like the woke person, no. but it really does bug me sometimes. Where how often it'll be like a, almost like a fake. Uh, empowerment moment and then she immediately gives her power back to somebody else and kind of takes that back seat again in a way or even like turns over her decision making to somebody else so I just noticed that stuff more and more there's a there's one we are sending right now I can't talk about it because it's not coming out yet but I'm when we get to back to the BTS I will be talking about it directly because it's a it's a movie where the, the woman is the central character and the very end it completely falls apart and like we're so trained to just cheer for it anyway because it feels good at the end but then when you start asking questions or thinking about it and what the mind fuck of it all is that i've only recently started to become aware of how in like how it has affected my life personally because mm. you just don't think i did not think about it i've just been entertained by stuff and it's like oh 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 shit i'm like conditioned and stuff so <laughs> that started to really piss me off and and takes me out of movies because i'll start to pay attention to just these little cues of uh how we're influenced really significantly and maybe it's because i have a girl now too like i was playing a game with her the other day we're playing it with a castle and the whole thing is like there's a uh the king in the castle and then she was playing with Minnie mouse as her little character and we're running around playing or whatever and she goes oh no i've fallen down help me get up and i was like as the king character i was like you're a strong enough individual. You can get up on your own. Because, <laughs> you know, like, we're told, like, oh, I'll rescue you. And then the guy comes over and we're like, you can do it. You're powerful. You can stand up. And she's like, I can do it on my own. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I noticed. I mean, I think having a daughter definitely does that. Because I notice more things, like, just in her daily life. And just, and yeah. just because your focus is, my focus is all on her. I don't mean, mm -hmm. I don't think I was ever, like, awful. I grew up with sisters. And but, and I also want to say, it happens with guy stuff, too. Yeah, and I does. do notice it a lot with the whole premise about, like, what a man is supposed to be. And so, there's just this interesting line watching all this content of 
just these stereotypes or these archetypes that are really played to. And I find that to be interesting and also talking about just it it doesn't define you like men don't have to be stinky and smelly and gross, you know, And, and women be shopping. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right. Women that's be shopping. Right. That's right. We need that credit card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Sin Week Sincast. Uh, if you have any uh, uh, comments, uh, go to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. We're also on, uh, we have a SoundCloud. We're also on Discord. If you want to get on Discord, you can uh, <laughs> get on the uh, Reddit page and find a link on the right side. Or you can go to the fa- Facebook page and private message me, and I'll give you a link there. Where can we reach the other people who are in this uh, in this panel? Uh, Twitter at Danae says. Okay. Yeah, at Aaron Dicer uh, on Twitter is a perfect way to reach me. At Sam Loomis thirteen, and then on Twitter, and then of course we do the behind the sense podcast together every week. Yep, that's at CinemaSins BTS on yep. Twitter. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the Sin Week Sincast. It's Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott, Barrett Share, Jonathan Watkins, Aaron Dicer, and Danae Hughes. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Woo-hoo!